Hello and welcome to the show. Yay! Don't forget about the contest. What are you doing? I haven't even introduced the show yet, Jude. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. I'm just sorry. ready to go. Right, right. Just do the show. Thing. Right. Welcome to show 82. No, 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 no. 82. <laughs> Don't forget about the contest. Of the Veteran Gamers podcast. So I'm here. I, I yes, you're. Are you just? Woo! Are you just rushing to get to the contest? I'm just uh, rushing. Everybody's rushing. Jesus Christ. Uh, Chini, do you want to tell the people about the competition? Let's get that out of the way. I so we're you... doing introductions nah, first. Uh, Jesus. No, tough. We're, we're rushing towards it, so you can do it. Go. Go on, Chini. You tell people what it is. Contest. There's a competition going on the Veteran Gamers, if you don't already know. <clears throat> and it involves drawing us in paint. Yay! We've yeah. already had some entries. Uh, Stu, what do you think of the entries so far without giving anything too specific? I, I think they're very high quality, I've got to say. I did chuckle at quite a few of them. I did have yes. some chuckle. Very good, very good. But the thing is, right, so the competition is you draw me, uh, Duke and Stu, uh, in paint or by hand or whatever, and uh, you send it in, nothing violent, and then the best one, it doesn't matter if it's bad, We'll just pick it if it's good or funny, and it's got to have in jokes in it, and it's got to have it's got to be it's got to be drawn by someone who you can tell listens to the show or reads the site. Now the thing is, right? I've been giving out examples, right? Like Duke stuck in heavy rain, me in Bayonetta, and Stu in Duke Nukem. Uh, say in games that we hate, I would give I gave that as an example. I didn't say do that, right? So some people have actually. Well, done... what? This is what I need to do to win. Okay. No, Welcome but... to my world, dude. If you put it on the assignment form, they will do that. Yes. Yes. Uh, those are examples. Cool. But, but, but at least they've made the effort to do something. At least they've made the effort, which yeah. is fine. That's true. I'm now drawn. the next step is be a little creative and do your own thing. And my advice is to go back to kind of uh, I don't know ten shows back, right? And if we mention something in there, and we get a la- we laugh about it or we joke about it, put that in the picture. Don't... You know they're going to go exactly ten shows back. Yeah. <laughs> go between ten and twenty shows back. <laughs> ah, ah, you've blown ah. it. Then. Fifteen so, shows exactly. Yeah, they would have been going back to exactly seventy-two. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So uh, yeah, but like, thanks a lot. But there has been some good ones uh, coming in, and some really like. Funny ones, uh, you know, rough around the edges, and some really good ones drawn in paint. So we appreciate them. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a tough judging thing for us. I, I'm going to feel really guilty about like discounting them. You know what I mean? Well, you know, you know this... it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But I, I'm, I am currently going to put them. I'm going to put them on the Facebook page like during this podcast. So uh, you want to be my friend on the Facebook? If you don't like us already on Facebook. Uh, find us on Facebook, and then you can see the pictures for yourself. Yay! And it's just Veteran Gamers UK on Facebook, I think. Right. There you Maybe go. Not. That's enough of that. Crap. Yeah, maybe not. So I'm the daddy. Let's do the introduction because Duke will only get upset if we don't introduce him appropriately and all that stuff. All uh, that stuff. All that crap. Uh, so I'm the daddy. That's me. Uh, play games, all that sort of shit. And uh, we've also got Duke. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Later.
Wait, man, why are you over such a dork, man? What are you talking Check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, get off my case. Check you later. Let me guess. You don't know what movie that's from? No. No idea. I'll probably do what <laughs> And Jimmy? then I'll, I'll feel really No bad. idea. Man. No, is that the movie, Man? What is that? No. It's Dazed <laughs> and Confused, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen that a long time ago. Classic film. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because... Beyond just being like a uh, stoner flick, whatever, about partying, it's actually a good movie about school and social structures at that age and all sorts of other things. Well, Finding like your super bad. identity. What? Like super bad. That's no, super bad's ju- like 90% a party movie. It's almost nothing to do with social structures and things. Well, is that not what he's like in real life in America for teenagers then? Oh, maybe a little bit, but it doesn't have anything profound to say. Days and Confused has a lot of stuff that's pretty profound. Uh-huh. I want to dance. Very profound. <laughs> Another classic part of the movie. Because like no one's ever said that before. <laughs> oh, no, but it comes on the heels of a discussion about what this person wants to do with his life, and he realizes that he doesn't yeah. really like the yeah. people he's supposed to help. Oh, is it like is it like the song "Loaded" by Primal Scream? We just move on. Who else is on the podcast? <laughs> we also got Ginny somewhere. Yes. Yeah, 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 I, mean. I, I looked on Wikipedia, like some facts about the number eighty-two because we like to give facts. It's the atomic number of lead, isn't it? But the but the thing, I think the the biggest fact of all, right? Um, it, the, the top line is eighty-two is the natural number following eighty-one and preceding eighty-three. I think that is the most exciting thing about eighty-two. Wait, that has to be wrong. Yeah, no. no it's, yeah. Somebody, it's, somebody's messed that up. We should go in and change. You know that. what? It's not sourced. It doesn't have any. <laughs> it doesn't. Does it not? Because oh. it's, no, it's, it's clearly the natural number following eighty-one and preceding seven hundred and twenty-four. Yes. Yeah. There you so, go. What did I know on Wikipedia? I tell you, it's always well, you rubbish. Know, sometimes things get wrong. It doesn't mean that all the whole project's messed up. It's just that one thing's a little screwy. Yeah. We can fix it. Yeah. We can I, don't fix it. I don't know. Anyway, all video right, game. On. Yeah, video Actually, video I'm, games. I'm gonna, I'm, this is the part for, for the listeners, right? This is the part of the show where Stu butts in with the most <laughs> no, ordinary no, story. No, this is interesting. Right? This is stop, actually stop, interesting. stop. It right, is. Okay. Most... And then he inter- whenever we try to explain what goes on here, Stu interrupts us and says, "No, yeah. this is actually interesting." No, it really right. is interesting. Like, it's just like a, a story that me and Dick have probably had happen to us, or something no. slightly no, 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 more listen, interesting. You probably find and, a F seven U twelve comic about it. Last, on Reddit. last week, for example, <laughs> last week the story was. Um, <laughs> I fell asleep, played a game, and then woke up and finished it really late. That was yeah, but that was gaming related. Yeah, I on my Xbox today, and then just, <laughs> that's game you're related to. Never mind that. I turned on my PS3. I had to update things. Yeah. Damn. I mean, come on. The PS trip. No, actually, actually you, what have you got for us? Right, listen, 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 right. You know we get loads of spam comments on the blog, right? And usually really? it's somebody's name linked to a website, isn't it? Really? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get some to... spam. We don't get a lot. I mean, we have anti-spam software. We do, all. but have you it, noticed? It does a good job of taking care of a lot it of that. It's very good. No, but you, this is... this anti-spam software, it's really just a man in a hat with a cat. <laughs> we have located the anti-spam agent, and he was in this the card reader. Go ahead, yes, The anti-spam software does a really good job because, just to put it into context, how many it stopped since you installed it, it's about 5,500, isn't it, or something? Damn! Like spam comments. Or as that guy would say on the wire, she... Yeah. But occasionally, a few sneak through. A few sneak yes, through. it's true. Uh, but, well, just... but then they, they ask, do you want this verified or not? Yeah, so and hopefully we, we just, we we just no. spam them. So no That's one right. ever sees them. No one ever sees right. them. 
Except us. Well, and then except you those. hear them when we read them out loud. Well, the reason, the reason, right, I'm just letting you know this, because today there was one, and it, it sounded so all right. It was like, oh, I really like your blog. You know, the usual crap, right? Right. And, and you always know it's spam because it's on a story from about a year ago, right? So and always, it's always very general. Like, this is a great article. I've yeah. been looking for someone to say it exactly like this. So anyway, I clicked on the name, like, just to see, because I always click it, because I'm always curious as if there's no, because sometimes it says it in the, um, in the web address it's linked to what it is. So I clicked oh. on this, and it's for another gaming website or gaming blog called xbox.allgaming.com, right? Sounds like a good website. Right? So I thought, oh, it's a gaming website. That makes out. a change, makes a change. Guess what the story it links to is? Uh, I don't know what. Microsoft officially announced the Xbox 2 interface. Xbox 2 revealed significant details. Uh, Microsoft Vice President and Jay Allard, Xbox Division Director at GDC 2005 Lecture, oh, uh, man. published for the first time the Xbox 2 provisional name, including hardware, software, and network services. So he's linking to a story from six years ago. Well, you know what's interesting about that is that apparently they went through... Uh, 358 different revisions of the hardware between when that story broke and when the Xbox 360 came out. Between Xbox 2 and the Xbox 360, think of all the different versions <laughs> of the Xbox say, in between oh those two God. models. I wonder what the hell you were talking and I, about. And I, still, <laughs> and I still didn't get it right. It's still well. The Xbox 347 didn't have any problems with red ringing, but it wasn't high def, so they had we're to keep on, working we're on, on it. We're on Xbox 363 <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's true. But yes, it was from Jack McCannon. This one. Oh, Jack McCannon of two-year-old and, and tricks. And his post was, "Wow, I'm interesting in Xbox Two. <laughs> I'm interesting in that too. I'm interested. Maybe he's actually trapped inside one, and he's like, I have a lot of interesting things to say." But originally, apparently, this is this is apparently this is in the the article. Originally, the marketplace was going to be called the Bazaar. Oh, B A Z A A R, not B I Z A R R E. And instead of gamer cards, it was going to be player cards. Oh, dude, this is like screwing with my head. I know, I know. I want to know why they didn't choose these. Things, and he man. says you'll be able to play custom tracks while you play your games and all that sort of stuff. And then he's got. And he's got screenshots of the next generation guide. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, it, I actually found it quite interesting. But I'm like, why is someone linking to a story from six years ago? It's very odd. Gotta get paid. Well, it's just the weirdest thing. Weirdest thing. Anyway, so that was a bit of an aside. So there you go. I just thought it was interesting that somebody is uh, trying to spam us with a website with a story from six years ago. So there you go. All right. There's your story of the spam of the week. Spam of the uh, yeah, we should do that. Spam of the week. Uh, there you go. That we'll do that in future. How about that? No, we won't. We'll not. Oh, no. I was looking forward to it. Consulted with the veteran gamer gods. <laughs> Have they you? said no? They said no. Oh, no. I'm gutted now. They're a very miserable bunch. <laughs> Aren't they just? Aren't they just? <laughs> so anyway, I'm I'm home alone. I'm home alone. <gasps> like Macaulay Culkin, are you doing the face right now? I am, but it's a bit creepy. You know, it's a bit creepy being at home on your own with no one else in the house. It's a bit weird. Well, it's it like... is weird when you're nude. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. And we know because we're looking at your Connect screen right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not nude. I'm definitely not nude. Uh, although, t- talking of nude... Um, what? You know, How I'll, does that segue out to another story? Well, you'll see, you'll see. Because, <laughs> That's a great story about because, being nude. You know when we were talking about, like, Surface Lizard's very weird gaming habits. 
you know. Yeah. I, w- I was talking to a couple of uh, guys at work today, and I said, have you got any weird gaming habits? <laughs> right? And one of them said, I play in the nude all the time. <laughs> right? uh, this conversation's right? over. So, right, but there's this an conversation even, serves no there's purpose. There's an even <laughs> better one, right? Come on, who's with me? Nobody. There's Nobody's in, in, interested in sharing that what weird the lad, What the lad said, he tried to, right, and I'm sure this is untrue, but he said he tried to, uh, see how far his telly would go, and if he could get it out onto the landing, so he could still play his Xbox while he was sat on the toilet. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! <laughs> that's not. That, this that's conversation not... can serve no purpose anymore. <laughs> that's not um, a habit. Why don't you start with this story, Stu? This should be your opener story. <laughs> this this is much is... better than that spam. <laughs> that is a man with. Far too much time on it. <laughs> can you imagine, oh, right? You have to play games on the toilet. How far Great. can I get my telly? If I can get it on the landing, I'm going to play my games while I'm sat on the loo. <laughs> and he said, and another person told me that they'd uh, played Forza, right? Um, and actually walked out of the room with the controller, and it was on an oval track, and then went upstairs and carried on trying to play it where they could obviously not see it anymore. To see how far they could get in the race without being able to see the screen. Well, that's why I only play on the straight tracks. <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> I know what I'll do. I'll wander around my house. I'm a loser! <laughs> and see if I can carry on racing when I can't actually see anything. <laughs> Who knows? People do some very odd things. So there you go. So I thought I'd just see it was a good segue because it actually made sense, sort of. In a weird sort. If of. anybody has a racing game to talk about, it's a perfect segue. Let me Absolutely. guess. Does anybody have any racing games to talk about? Okay, then. Okay. Well, we love yeah. we love racing games on this podcast. Oh, we're known for that. We are known for racing game love, love, yeah. love on the racing. Um. So yes. So games. So have you two been playing plenty of games this week? How have you been going on? Yes, we have, boss. Played a couple. I know. I know. Chinny's got actually a list this week. So. As it happens, we'll start with Chinny Scene, as he's got actually quite a few games to talk about. So, uh, Ginny, go. Oh, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm going to wait till Saturday. All right, so From Dust, <laughs> Stu. Yes, we've all played that. Yeah, I played that. Okay, let's all talk about it. It's, it's, yeah. it's current. <sighs> Do we it's have happening. to? It's happening, Duke. It's happening. It's happening. It's Duke. Get over it. Happening. You know what it, you know what it is? It's dull. It's really dull. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. And I bought, I was stupid enough to buy it. Oh, no. And, uh... It was the one indie game. I, was, I saved my points, right? It's not an indie game. It's an arcade game. Sorry, Come on. not indie game. Right. I saved my points for the Summer of Arcade. All right, and I was like, From Dust is probably the only one I'm going to be interested in. I played it. I was like, eh. It, it, it does get better. It gets really sure does it get, does. It does get very challenging. Demo. This is it a does demo. get very challenging. It's, this is its selling pitch. It's yeah. Very yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I th- you know, you know what? Like, if it's on sale, I think I will probably pick it up. If it's on sale, it's it's no way uh, going to be getting my money at the moment. It looks. I mean, it does look beautiful and cool, and I would you know, say beautiful. It's it's pretty like. I don't know, like muddy. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I, how far? Have you, how far did you get? Did you get through the I, second I level? The, the trial. Yeah, how far does that go? I bend, I bend, I bend the water around my village. All right, yeah, you did the tsunami thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is quite cool, though. You've got to admit, it does look fairly cool. It's, it's not really that cool. It's got issues, though. The no, issue... no, no, he's right. It does look cool. It's just a shame that the game mechanic is so dreadfully dreary and boring that by the time it comes up, you're like, oh, fine, look, the water's going around the island. 
trust me, trust me, when you do get to the next like levels, it, it does sort of ramp up the difficulty. After level. 25 hours. No, on no, it doesn't take long. 13, trust me, it really um, gets good. Like on the next level after, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it is the next level after that. There's a volcano. It's a first <gasps> volcano. And Let me then, guess, you have to keep the volcano from hurting the people. Sort of. Sort by of. moving dirt around. No, you have to move lava around. In oh, man, I was oh, so close. Man. Why didn't but, I know, say lava? I'm enjoying it, right? Because, I mean, let's be honest here. When you play it's these... great graphics. No, no, but when you play these god-type games, they're not meant to be exciting, are they? If you, play, if you remember playing Populous, it wasn't exciting because you were just wandering around building villages yeah, but, but for you. Is, these, these Kingdom god for Catlings isn't are, supposed to be exciting either, but it's still fun. It's addictive. God games are usually addictive. Yeah. You, like yeah. you play a god game or like a you know a theme park or a uh, Sim City, all right? And you like you, hours will fly by. You know, you can't wait to get to the next part. You're like, oh, I want to see what happens when these happen with this. Like, you, you feel that the, thrill of you'll success. Look, you look at the clock and like four hours have gone. We're from dust. I'm like, oh, it's only been five minutes of this tour. Four seconds have gone cool. by. To be, to be fair, do you not? Fit? I mean, especially when you've got the timer counting down all the time. You know, you've got the timer oh, counting. That's another thing. Thank you for putting a timer in. Yeah, yeah. I but don't that's, need it. But that's to make it into a game, isn't it? Because without it, it's not There's a game. There's lots of ways to make it into a game. Portal didn't have a lot of timers on it, and that was still a game. It didn't, but then this is obviously what. It, you see, and this is where they I didn't have any other ideas, so they this put is, a timer. This is where I have a bit of an issue, though, because then it makes it a bit stressful, and then it definitely isn't fun. Because, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because on the Dead Rising, no one liked Dead Rising. Yeah, I mean, on the next on the next stage, you sort of start off, and there's like a volcano, but there's also a wall protecting one of the uh, totems. Uh, but it's not. It's made out of matchsticks. But it's not high enough, so you have a tsunami thing coming like every three minutes, and until you build the wall high enough, it sort of slops water down over it. So obviously you can't build a village there until you've cleared it, sort of thing. Dear me. Right, but but the problem is, I'm listening to you. The first the first time I did it, I made an absolute mess of it, and and the volcano started burning the first village. I, I believe God said the same. Yeah, God I made a complete mess of it. Why do you think you had to send that flood? Yeah. The but the second time, I absolutely like. Have you ever seen Walking with the Beasts? The, the weird <laughs> mammals that I created, they were weird. <laughs> but the second time, uh, the second time, what I did was uh, build a wall next to the top of the volcano first so that it would like direct the lava into the ocean at the other side rather than down towards the village. So I had to build a little wall first to do that. But the problem a is, little wall with a team on the side. Some sort right, of. Darling, do you want a wall? Oh, yeah, I'll give you a quote on that, darling. Whatever the. Price of my new speedboat. <laughs> well, the problem is, wall. talk to me. The problem is, right? They've made the controls so simplistic. I.e., pick up dirt, move dirt, pick up water, move water. Right? Yes. There's not enough precision. So when you when you do need to do something more precise, like build a bridge or like build your walls, yeah. so you, yeah. you, you can't do it. And I'd rather have had a little bit more like zooming and sort of more pinpoint maneuvering of stuff. Zoom now, Stu. Like there's there's a zoom in really close. Yeah, it's too close. There's zoom out really far. There's no medium. There's no, like... No. Kind of, I just want between, please, and it doesn't let you... you, can, you have the, the two, in, out, in, out. Shake it all about. <laughs> yeah, that's the theme song for the game. But, yeah... If you play from dust and that's what it's I'm not, all about. The water and you throw it down. <laughs> I'm not uh, totally disliking it though. I'm I'm sort of I enjoying am. it. Um, but the other the other really frustrating is thing is the AI characters. You know your little villager dudes. 
because there is there is no way to direct them. They will go on their paths, and if if they get split up and some stand in one bit and some stand in another, there is no way to get them to go to where you've actually built the like, walkway or whatever. Can you yeah. build a big wall next to them and like push them no, off? Where they, they don't are? move. They just stay there. They just don't. Oh, yeah. move. They just stay there. And well, fine, let them die. They get themselves trapped. And good. The level, the level after the volcano. Level, Natural you, selection, baby. You end yeah, up exactly. like a very barren, deserty type thing with sort of, and then you have to start scooping up water to make your palm trees grow and stuff. And it's there's like all these like like brambly type plants that are covering round stuff, and you have to put sand on top of those so that they can actually build on them and all this sort of stuff, right? Uh, right. But then they've got all these rivers running, and then there's these like white sort of look like white sticks sticking up wherever a river's coming from and if you put sand on that it stops the river flowing from that point but then it pops up somewhere else but it's totally random so you have no idea where it's going to pop up Uh, and because it's totally dynamic you you know you can end up drowning your village by mistake yep Uh, who wants that and then each totem (laughs) sorry I'm trying to sell this game each totem has a Has a special power, so you get a minute, like, you get jellyfy water, so you can make water into jelly, which is a bit... Stu, let me ask you this. If you knew then what you know now, would you still buy this game? No. <laughs> well, why are you trying to sell it? <laughs> but I'm trying... for it, and he wants us to fucking... You should be warning people to against it, it. I'm trying to make the best of what I've bought, because I wish... No, I... no you're trying to sucker other people into buying it. Warning, wish... warning. <laughs> you should be warning other people, don't buy this game. I wish I'd have saved my yeah. money for... Yeah, yeah well, tell that to other people. people. I wish I would have saved my money. Yeah. It does look beautiful. That is one thing I can say for it. I think it does look great. And it, I don't think it And is. And the, the actual You're dynamic... whining about minor aesthetic details. The dynamics... They're, they're not very minor. The they're physics pretty... The physics work brilliantly well. If you, if you put, like, a rock in a river, you know, it will flow exactly where it's supposed to afterwards. You know, it does move the river. You know what? I can get that same sort of thing for free. You know how? I go down to the river and put a rock in it. Done. <laughs> but yes, I, I've got to agree with you both. It's hard to recommend it because it, unless you're really into tedious sort of building games. <laughs> well, you do so, like Minecraft, so, so I mean, the whole you know, Minecraft community. They love this it. game. They will race it off to get it. Love it. Uh, but he does well, get more. You can't make a pickaxe in this game, so forget <laughs> it. It does get more challenging. I mean, and, and you know what bugs me the most too? They have that little splash screen that comes up, and it's like, Ugh, play this game. It's amazing. Blah. Where where nature is the hero? No, you're wrong. Nature is not the hero in this game. Nature is the enemy. You're trying to stop nature at every turn. What are they talking about? That well, ball is the hero. I haven't Come started on. the next level yet, but there are plants that set on fire. And plants that squirt water out, so you've got to plant them in different places to assist. I will plant Great. the fire ones uh, around the village. <laughs> That's probably where they'll be Burn to the start village. with. Yeah, they'll be there to start with. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't, and I must admit, I got pretty pissed off with the level with the volcano when it was all going to shit, and I was just like, no. And unless you have all like just three totems, and unless all three villages are activated, the exit thing doesn't work. You know, it doesn't actually activate until all three are. So even if you get them all done, the the closes again if one of them gets burnt down or something, which was a bit of a bastard. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say really. It's it's an interesting concept, but the the controls let it down in my opinion. I think if the controls had been more precise and and I could do other things with them, you know, like change the shape of the control or be more precise in what I was. I'll go along with that. 
I think it would yeah. have made a big difference. And if the AI went where you said, oh, you could have directed the AI or picked them up and dropped them down or done something with them, you know, sent them where you needed them to go. You know, it should have been like a dungeon keeper. You could give them a whack with a big hand. That would have helped, you know, to get them going on the right track where you wanted them yes. to. But that's that's my problem with it is the controls and the and the actual uh, anyway the actual what else way. have i been playing yeah what else have you been up to <laughs> apart from from dust right um <laughs> i finally got around to playing shadow complex all right oh, yeah, which is, yeah. uh, don't worry we talk about new current things here it's a two-year-old <laughs> game uh and that game is fucking brilliant yes it is. there you go it is Great! I was so. I'm like when I play, it, I was like, "Why did I wait to play this? It's so much fun." And it's true. It's just, you know what it is. It's it's nice to get into. It's not very difficult. Like the enemies aren't too difficult. Uh, you'll yeah. die maybe a couple of times, and when you get a power up, it gives you that kind of yes. This power up will give me like access to areas that I never had before. Therefore, this power up is worthy. Um, it feels like an extra leg that you didn't have. You know, like, <laughs> every power up like feels like man. How did I live without this? Like, uh, and they they always say like it, it, throughout the game, if you shine your light on something that's red, uh, you, you need a rocket missile to get to break into it. You don't get that till later on in the game. So when you get it, you just think, oh, all those red objects are you know they're available for me now, and it's great. It's absolutely great. The only thing I'll say about it is. Spoiler warning, right? It's two years old. Warning! 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 So there's, there's, there's a moment in the game where it opens up, right? And it's, it's basically like an open world, right? And you can go anywhere. And the game kind of says, like, you, you've got, you, you can power up your armor um, to, and collect these things and just collect them in any order you want, which is what I thought would happen. Uh, but it doesn't really. Like, what happens is, if you follow the, the the objective marker, it'll take you kind of to the object that you need, and then straight to how how to fight the the last boss. So when the last boss came along, uh, I thought this was kind of like a mid boss or something, all right. And because I, I still had like little bits to collect from my armor suit. But does it not start where it finishes? Because I got the impression that the the beginning of the game is the end of the game. If you know what I mean. I never even finished it. No, but the start of the game, you, you're fighting. You're all completely powered up, aren't you? Fighting this sort of well, these helicopters. Well, you different bloke. No, oh, I thought the beginning was the end. If you know what I mean, I thought that was no, when. No, yeah. no, that, that, or, that you're a different bloke. You're this black guy or something. Oh, I didn't realize that. I and thought like, it was, uh... then you you basically in the throughout the game, you're basically Nathan Drake, now in your voice. It's exactly the same guy. Um, so now it's it's the the start's not the end. It's it's it, 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 the game, like it's, it, it goes. Look, here's the whole map. Here's like five pieces that you need, that you can collect for your suit. Go get them, right? Um, and then you only need two more, and then you can go to the boss. And it, by the time it went to the boss, I thought that this was a mid boss, and I was going to collect the rest of the pieces. But no, like that was the that was the end boss, and I was like, ah, oh, so I got to load it up just before that boss and collect all the pieces and. 100% the game that way. But, you know, it's a minor thing. The last boss is really good as well. Uh, I was mega impressed with that. So, yeah, very good. There you go. There you go. Two years Yay. old. But that's a good summer of arcade game then, obviously. Yeah. One of the best uh, XBLA games I've ever played. So. Yeah, no, no, that's a big claim. Uh, also, I've been playing Operation Flashpoint Red River. Yeah. Um, with Operation... other people you know? With other people I know, yes. Because that's uh, the best way to play it. I've been, I've heard. 
Yes, that's true. Um, so, Operation Flashpoint Dragon Rising was a game that came out two years ago, and I uh, was roped into buying it because a friend of mine loves Operation Flashpoint. Dragon Rising was terrible. It was too realistic. Uh, it was it was like real war. You didn't know where you got shot from. Uh, the enemies were hard to see, and no, it was very boring. That's like real war, apparently. Well, Red River is it's. This is what like military shooters used to be like before Call of Duty mm-hmm. came along, right? Where you play them on the PC, and they were they they try to be as as realistic as possible, mm-hmm. uh, and they they. they that doesn't happen. I mean, there are, there is the the Armor Two, which is like a ridiculously realistic military shooter. But the, there aren't that many of them on the console. And Operation Flashpoint does Red River does a really good job of kind of bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it, it's fun because the 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 missions are kind of uh, different every time. It's a very slow starter. The first three missions aren't that great. Um, they, they they really do ease you in. You know, like I, I suppose like a real war. You know what I mean? It kind of starts slow. And then it will escalate and escalate. Uh, and some of the, like mission four or five, like it really ramps up. And there's there's even a little bit of a like a, a plot twist, you know, uh, not massive. Like the story is not great or anything, but the, there is a bit of like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Um, so is it is it still one shot kills and stuff? Well, you've got the hardcore mode, which is like no hoods, no like like you know when you hit detection thing when you shoot somebody, nothing, right? That's for people who want to play that mode. Normal is a little bit more forgiving. You can, uh, I mean, you get shot pretty bad, and then you bleeding out, right? And if you don't patch up your your wounds, uh, you'll bleed out and die. So you have to patch up your wounds, and then you have to heal. So it's right. not like your ordinary, like cause you don't hide behind a crate and 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 wait for everything to go better again. You have to heal yourself, or somebody else can heal you as well. Uh, the, the hit detection's better. It's still hard to see enemies. You know, it's it's not easy, but I, I don't really mind that. Like that's kind of part of the game, if you will. Like you know, it's like it's they don't pop up. They don't have red markers on their heads. They they're just there. They're on. There is a radar above um above the, at the top of the the screen, which has red markers, but there's no red markers on them or anything. Uh, it, it's not a game that holds your hand. You know what I mean? It, it does hold your hand a little bit to tell you where to go next, but it, it doesn't tell you how you should go about it or, um, you know, it, it went to duck or whatever. Uh, there are some annoying things, like the dialogue's annoying, some of the characters are really annoying, the person who bosses you around just never shuts the fuck up. Um, and, you know, it's a bit rough around the edges. Like, animation is poor, graphics aren't great on the console, I'm sure they're nice on the PC. Uh, but it's it's an all right game. It's 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 okay, and and it's it's great with your friend. I played it with uh, CPM and my friend Marsh, and it's so much fun with your friends. It's a it's a full player co-op game all the way through, and it is about that. It's that old school PC kind of squad military shooter, and you spend a lot of the time in a convoy, and then you jump out, clear out a village, and then get back in the convoy. It's kind of like a callback, I think. So it's good for those people who like those kind of games. Yeah, no, that does sound cool if you like that sort of thing. I don't think it's for me. I, I think I think Duke would enjoy it. I think Duke yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. There is a I mean, I, I was I was really turned off by the last one, so I mean, I should give it a it, try. But I, I hated the last one. I absolutely yeah. hated the last one. Um, I'm not saying that this is going to be like you know going to blow you away, but it is it is fun. You know, it's yeah. it's more fun than the other. One. Uh, there is a horde mode as well and a multiplayer, which is apparently pretty good. I haven't tried those yet, so that's that. And I've also been playing a little bit of Undead Nightmare. I played the horde mode. I've never played the horde mode before. And I played that with Marsh and CPM as well. 
and that's very fun. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was pretty good. It is. It's intense because you've got to sort of do or tense, should I say? Yeah, it's very tense because you've got to collect stuff and get. It's a bit like the um, the thing on Fear Three, you know, the the contractions mode where. Oh, you're... I can relate to that. Yeah. Where you're always, where you're always having to collect your ammo boxes and move them around and open them and get it's a everybody. It's like that game you haven't played, Moy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So, but Duke's played. He knows what I mean. It's a bit like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Too. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's about like that game. Um, so yeah, no. So that's cool. So do you enjoy that then? Yeah. Recommended. Yeah. yeah. I've also got, I've got in the post. Well, like right next to me from the film. Uh, Alice Madness Returns. Ooh, that'd be interesting. That's a bit of a mixed reception it's had, hasn't it? Yeah, so we'll see what we think of that. Surface um, Lizard likes that game. Well, he looks... He's, I'll, I'll moan about this later, but he he likes to feel like the smartest guy in the room, which means he likes to like up up play the, the bad games and downscale the, the, the good games. Well, we'll see. We'll see. A bit like we'll... you, Stu. Yeah, a bit like me. No, no, I I try and be honest. But I do, I do like I've said before, always people, try and look people for, who say for positives. Ba- Batman Begins is a better film than The Dark Knight. Fucking get out of here. <laughs> Are there really people who say that? Are there yeah. really? It's oh. how so they feel smart, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I know, better than you. <sighs> well, I always they're not. That positive. shows that they're stupid when they say that. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. So, Duke, apart from uh, disliking From Dust, have you, have you been playing anything that you like? Yes, I've been playing Fallout New Vegas. And first of all, I'll tell you about a silly gaming habit that I forgot that I have. Uh, in Fallout New Vegas, as with Fallout 3, whenever Blank you save... Sorry. What? Blank I play nude in the bathroom. Uh, no. When <laughs> with you're, the telly on the landing. <laughs> right. When you're playing, when you're saving in those games, uh, anytime you save, whatever you're looking at on the screen, it will save a little picture of that with your save file. So when you go to load uh, up the game, oh, I it says... I know what this habit is before you say anything. I know what it is because I do the same thing. You like make a photograph, like a lovely picture or some interesting thing to look at every time you save. Do you know, I've never done that. Spend like five minutes. Well, uh, move the camera a little bit so that uh, my my companion is right next to me and the sunset. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. That is very ridiculous. I did it in Fallout 3 and I was like, oh, look, that's... That's my save where I took a picture of the Coke machine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh my god. And you can do it in Oblivion as well. Oblivion does that. Oh, yeah, true. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, I mean, it's... Now. Yeah, you'll have to yeah. get it now. That'll let you can take nice yeah. pictures of scenery and stuff. I Mount bought it. two of the downloadable content packages. I was going to wait for them to go on special, but then I was like, you know what? I feel like playing this game again now, and I don't want to wait, so it better not go on special next week because I'll be really mad. Anyway, uh, I haven't played any of the DLC yet because I'm waiting to get my character to a decent level first because each one of them raises your level cap five levels. So I can now get to, I don't know what the level cap was before, 30 or 20 or something, but I can now get 10 more than that. So I'm looking forward to it. So which DLC did you buy then? I bought Blood Money, I think, and um, uh, the new one. Old world. All oh, right, I'm not. I'm not. That sure. Sounds really interesting. I'm really keen to. Play I don't that. know what you're gonna like. Blood money, though, from what I've heard about. Yeah, it. I've heard mediocre okay. things about it. But you know that game, Fallout New Vegas, is so full of win. There's things about it that are annoying. For instance, I activated this time through the wacky wasteland perk, and I've had nothing wacky happen at all. <laughs> There's been absolutely nothing that I've been like, oh, that's really wacky. Instead, it's just like, I think the one thing I noticed was that this doctor that I came across, he's like, how you doing, handsome? Like, what's going on, buttercup? I'm like, what? Like, that's the wacky wasteland <laughs> part is that this guy's gay. 
That's the only thing. That's <laughs> why is that wacky? It's just that's ten percent of the population. Why is that wacky? Some doctor hitting on you. That's it. Yeah. Oh, it's just, I'm just rolling around with the laughing. I just oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> So anyway, oh, no. here's the thing that I realized. This is the last thing I have to say about any game I've played. Because I have two games from Gamefly that you guys, both of you are probably going to be mad that I've been sitting on these games. But All right, what have you got? What have you got? No, no, I'm not going to tell you yet. Why? Tell, tell it next week. No. God. <laughs> um, <laughs> Give us a here's clue. The thing. Here's the thing. I realized that Fallout New Vegas is a, is, 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 is a way of justifying my perception of video games as a somewhat religious experience. And here's why. Teaching... And involved and my work with like human rights activism, of which I do a lot, um, they're both in some ways an act of faith. Because let's take teaching. It, it, it's sort of you have to assume that if you put in a lot of work to help this kid, it's going to pay off and he's going to appreciate it and he's going to benefit from that work, right? A lot of times you don't ever get to see the fruit of that labor. You just sort of have to assume that the work you're doing with this person is going to help them, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'll come back and they'll be like, oh, thank you or whatever. But most of the time, it's nothing and just beating your head against the wall. So it's an act of faith. But here's the thing. In Fallout New Vegas, as in Fallout 3 and other games like it, role-playing games especially, modern role-playing games, you can see when you do something, like if I bring some water to a group of people who are dying – it's like, they're like, hey, you made this community better. We really appreciate it. Yay! So it's this ritual thing of like seeing my actions manifest into a good uh, improvement for a community. And, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reaffirming thing that then will help me when I have to go out in the real world and try to convince myself it's good to do a good thing for people because it will benefit everybody. Uh, and I can be like, I know it will because I've seen it happen in the Mojave Wasteland. Wow, yeah, that's, that's profound, man. It's pretty deep, man. That I is think pretty it's, deep. I think, I think I think what's interesting, but that's I guess that's how games are changing, isn't it? With story and feelings yeah. and being yeah. invested in them from just yeah. being a, a button press and something shoots on screen, you know, like. Well, uh, not that I don't love those two, and they definitely don't fit into this because I was telling the Duchess, and she's like, "Yeah, huh? How does uh, Call of Duty fit into this?" Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. "Well, it doesn't. There's no connection at all there." Because all that's you're learning is muscle memory, yes. <laughs> sort of getting better at, at pressing the right button. Well, you know, right it's funny time. You that because that actually is the exact point that came up in that book I'm reading about video game violence. Remember I quoted you a bit from that before? Mm-hmm. I'm about halfway done with that book now. And that was one of the points they made recently, which is, look, these games aren't about actually committing an act of violence. These games are about pressing buttons. Yeah, that's so, all it is. Yeah, so that's the thing is if these games were to uh, instruct people to do anything, it's when someone jumps out of the bushes or, you know, tries to come at them, they're going to make a motion to, like, push the right thumbstick in or whatever to do the melee (laughs) attack. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're training kids to do, and that's not at all to do with violence. That's just pushing buttons. They're going to be useless there, like, trying to duck out of the way or whatever it is. But well, that's true. I mean, that's. I mean, when we when we come down to the end, you know, to the to the nitty gritty of gaming, it is literally, you know, that's what it is: learning a control scheme and then exactly. mastering it. Hopefully, and it is muscle memory. It really, yeah, is. and muscle memory yeah. and mastering that control scheme for that particular game, which is why it's a pain in the ass that all developers do different ones <laughs> just yep. to confuse you. Exactly, yeah. and that's me done. Oh, that's it. Jenny, yes. Uh, you know these games that you're not going to tell us what they are, but you've been sitting on them. Yeah. Right. Well, literally been... sitting on them. Are they a bit cheesy smelling? Sitting on them right now. They're under my butt. Ugh. How long Odd. have you been sitting on them? On them. Yeah, that's one of question. them for a week. And I didn't. Re- I guess I- it's so pathetic. 
Gamefly said, we're sending you name of game. And I was like, oh, that should be interesting when it gets here. And then, like, three days later, I was like, when are they going to send me that game? And every day I'd go to the mailbox and I'd be like, they didn't even send it yet. What is their deal? And I realized they had already sent it to me. And I'm like, wow, I forgot bringing that in and opening it up. Putting it on my shelf. Now, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess one of them is L.A. Noir. I'm right. Yes, one of them is L.A. Noir. Yeah, that's a, that's a guess for me. There you go. And I was right. Correct. But I don't know what the other one could oh, be. Oh, wait. I should do the thing. <laughs> well, I think Chinny would be mad at me for not playing L.A. Noir before playing Fallen New Vegas again. No, that's all right. I'm all right not with that. I'm really mad, but I'm just saying. But Stu is will is probably be mad this not playing this other one. Yeah, I don't know. Let me look that up. Mm, you see, the the other one could be Dead Space too, but I don't think it will because he no, wouldn't play that. It wouldn't play that. So that's how this year that was. And also, I would be mad at him because I, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, and he would hate it with a passion. It's like a little mini quiz. I know, I know. Well, anyway, oh, well, where's the disambiguation page? Because it's would not I the care? band. Would Just... I care if no? Would I care Probably. if you didn't play it? Well, the other one, yeah. Would I? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you've been hucking people to play this. It's not. It's not deadly premonition, is it? <laughs> no. Why do you think I would play that? Okay, I it came out last year. I apparently, it couldn't be it. <laughs> it came out last year. Yeah. Came out last year. Mm-hmm. I'll think about that. And it's the name of a band. It's also <laughs> the name of a band. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll think about that. If you come up with it, Ginny, you shout out. But uh, anyway, apart. From... In the meantime, we'll just keep the drum roll going the whole time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, All right, Stu, what you been playing? Yeah, apart from From Dust, um, Love Film sent me Earth Defense Force Insect Armageddon. Dun, 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 yeah. Now, I'm, yeah, I mean, this is a so bad game. That's it. No, stop there. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's sort of okay. Yeah. It's all okay. It's fun, right? Uh, what were it's you fun. thinking? What were you expecting? It's fun until, right, they send these carrier ships that take forever to kill. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then you kill well, one. Well, unless you know how to kill them. Well, you know how to kill them. you just got to fire into the red hole when it opens. Yeah, when it opens. But that takes ages, right? <laughs> Whatever. You suck. Well, no, it doesn't matter what weapon you've got, right? It takes ages, right? And then no. on the next level, they go, I know what, we'll send you two of those this time. <laughs> yeah. Fun, right? So it takes twice. You got served. And then you, you kill those, and then it goes, oh... And don't forget the gigantic spider that does exactly... And I loved, right? I loved it, right? Because you were you were supposedly fending off all these ravagers, right? Uh, until they got some intel on how to kill the giant spider. Why don't we call them insects? No, they're ravagers. Ravagers. Uh, and you're sort of killing loads of these things. And, and then the trouble is, when, you, when you're doing these like mini boss fights, I guess you could call them, you spend all your time looking up in the sky, so you don't take any notice of what's on the ground whatsoever. Right? I didn't shoot anything on the ground. I'm just looking yeah. up in the sky, right? Yeah. And it's got this weird perspective, because even though you're running towards the spaceship, you, it doesn't actually move yep. any closer, right? Yep. So it's a bit weird, right? Um, so anyway, you spend 20 minutes killing these two spaceship things, right? While they're looking for intel on how to kill the giant spider, right? Yep. So you finally kill them both, right? And then this, this the weird South African woman comes back on, right? Oh, why well, she got to be weird? Well, I just think it's Racist. weird having a South African woman doing the doing the narration. I don't know. It just seems a bit. Well, odd. it's piggybacking on the success of uh, District Nine, presumably. But anyway, she comes back on and said, "We've got some intel for you on how to take out the giant Ravager spider thing." You right? shoot them, 
And then it, they, yeah, and then this guy comes up. Uh, you got to treat them like the carrier ships and shoot the red hole when it opens. I'm like, so I've just yeah. spent 20 minutes waiting for Intel to tell me to do something that I've been doing for the last 20 minutes with other stuff, right? Yeah, that's oh. why it's a good game. And then you have to run around under this giant spider trying to get directly under it to shoot up into its hole, right? Well, yeah. And then all the time there's these, like, stuff spilling out of it. Oh, oh boo-hoo. It was... It, it, I agree with you, right? If this was an arcade title, yeah. it, it's a good game yeah, as an no arcade doubt. title, but it's really hard to, you know. I'm, I'm done with it. Oh, no, you I rented it. it. I only rented it, and I'm done with it now. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. play anymore because I'm just guessing it's just going to be the same stuff, but escalated to bigger and bigger well, and of bigger. Of course. You know, and I've, I've had the giant exploding spiders, gi- gigantic ones that I send out those little ticker things that are a pain in the arse that jump yes. on your back. They're very much a pain. Oh, and I don't know. I mean, the AI game's not- kind of a pain. I mean, I love it. It's fun, but it's a pain. It is fun. It is fun, but the AI is not terrible. You know, they no. they will come and revive you when they need to. You know, so that works yeah. pretty well. You know, you're never left sort of dying like I was in Killzone Three, because uh, yeah. in Killzone Three they had this same sort of mechanic where if you got down, but the amount of times you went, I can't get to you, and then you just die. <laughs> you, know, you know, what game was really bad for that Ghostbusters. Oh, awful. Terribly awful. They would always leave you. Just like, oh, I'll get to Yeah, oh, awful. Sorry. That was one of the most frustrating. If, they, if they'd have sorted that out, that would have been a much better game. <laughs> was, it was all right game. But, like, it was hard to play on in single player, though. It should have definitely been a co-op, and they could, should have sorted out the AI, because it was, it was pretty shabby. Um, but the AI in this is not terrible, and they will kill stuff for you, you know, so they all yeah. work pretty well. And, and it's always frustrating. You get to the end, and like one of the AI characters killed about like 2,000, and you've killed about 700 or something, and you like, feel really inadequate. Yeah, uh, loser. I know. <laughs> but it's okay. I've had fun with it, but I've, that's it. I've had my fun, and I'm just going to send it back now. Yeah, you know, I've had, I don't blame you. I don't care about getting to the it's end. A good game, but it's not a great game. No, and and also it came on the PS3 because I put you know each game on both formats of its multi format. Yeah. So I've no one to play with. So you know I have no one to play with. So it's I only have Chipper Cipher and he hasn't been playing it much, and I've been yeah. playing Fallout New Vegas. So I would imagine in co-op it's a lot more fun because you can both shoot the stupid red holes and get things <laughs> quicker. Yeah, it's faster I think to take those down. I don't know if it's a lot different, but yeah, it is. You know that's a. It will be faster, so, that, so that's it. It, it. You know, that's that. Um, Shooting into the red holes is a bit of a... Game breaker. It is, it is a little bit, because it takes oh, too long. I didn't talk about the game breaker too in late. Red River. No, too it's late. Not. It's too late now. What was your game breaker in Red River, then? Here, wait. We're going to discuss the game breaker now. Be careful. <laughs> so I'm going to get ready with the game breaker sound effect. All right. Okay. So the... Game Breaker in Red River is the co-op. Huh. Really? Really? I thought that would have been a selling point. Yeah, exactly. Well, the problem is, it's good when it works. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that like a laggy sort of connection issue type problem? Well, a kind of like doesn't even let you get in the game type. Ooh. All right. That's... So what would happen is, um, I would host it. I would invite Marsh. And then whoever's hosting it would immediately crash. Oof. And the person who's trying to get in sends him back to the menu. And I, I thought maybe, oh, it's maybe, maybe it's my copy of uh, the game. Maybe it's my Xbox or something. So Marsh hosts it. Same thing. Did, did you try turning it on and off again? Lol. We tried, <laughs> tried, about, we tried, we tried that about five times each. 
uh, and then uh, Chris tried it, and it and it like well, this was look at the next day, and Chris was on, and we told him about the problem that we had, and we tried it with him, and it didn't work the first time, and the second time it did work, uh, and even sometimes when it does work, like uh, me, me and Marsh have got to the end of like mission four twice, and then it cuts out at the end. Oh, that's annoying, isn't it? So. It's like I should have mentioned this really, but that is a game breaker. Do you know what though? Game breaker. In this in this day and age, there is no excuse for not getting your online component right from that. You know, it should be just it should just work. You shouldn't have issues like that. They shouldn't be patching stuff a month after it's released because they didn't get the online component right. It's like Brink. Get it right, you know. You know, and that game relied on its its sort. Well, of yeah, that that game relies on it a lot more. And yeah, Red River is a lot more fun with friends, so yeah. it, it is something that needs to be sorted out. And that's the thing. Like, oh, I'm gonna have to keep it until there's a patch because we unless it seems to work well with Chris in the room uh, when he hosts it. But you know, like if me and Marsh try and play together, just us two, then it's. But we had that. I mean, do you remember that weird thing you used to get in uh, Red Dead Redemption where? Some people, for whatever reason, they just weren't compatible, and you'd invite one person, and then it'd kick the other person out, and then you'd invite them yeah. back in, and it would kick the other one out, and it yeah, was they just weird. That, though. I mean, like another game where it did it was Dead Nation, where I, like I played with you, fine, Stu. Yeah, yeah. I tried to play with Greg, uh, and he just instantly just kicked him out or kicked yeah, me out. Yeah, fair enough. Like, like we had nothing, game. did we? It just worked, didn't it? We didn't have any. Yeah, that no, was oh. fine, and it was. I don't know, like. It should be able to work with anyone, you know? Like, it's just uh, annoying. Yeah, speaking of Red Dead, I forgot to say we had a play date. It was awesome. Y'all should have come. Yeah, well, I was away, so I was I was in Leicester, so I couldn't play. But... No excuse. Oh, <laughs> okay then. I should have got the telly on the landing while I was on the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Why are you going to the bathroom? Um, the other two games I've played, I've been playing a lot of... Right, and I've got to say, right, Nintendo, listen up, right, because you need to do more of this. Okay, if you're going to get sorted out, you need to do more of this. Um, <laughs> Come on. The the 3DS e-store, right? Oh, you're getting 700 free games? Yeah, well, I'll come, we'll come to that later. Uh, but they've, That's a no. They've released Next <laughs> Golf 3D, uh, the Game Loft oh, game. The Game Loft game. <sighs> but you know what? It is really, really good. Um, I did really? play the original one on the iPhone. It is just like everybody's Golf World Tour or Mario Golf. You know, it's that sort of silly courses, you know, like in the Arctic or in Germany and sort yeah. of lots of... I mean, there's like an Inca course and there's sort of greens on top of pyramids and stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. really weird places. Um, and it works brilliantly. And it was like five quid, right? I'm happy to part with five quid any day of the week for a game like that. You know what I mean? And you can call Gameloft all your life for doing clones of other games because it is a clone of Hot Shots Golf or, you know, everybody's, you know, golf or whatever. Uh, but it's done really, really well and it works really well and it's dead simple uh, and it does get more challenging as you get in and there's tons of different modes and each sort of throughout the career there's like, you know, nearest to the pin and sort of knockout and so it's not just playing sort of playing golf. They've, they've thought of loads of different sort of game modes and stuff and chucked all those in there uh, it's got sort of uh, past the past the the ds sort of multiplayer so you can take a shot and then pass it to your friend next to you mm. uh, and it's just good brilliant for five quid tell you what if you've got a 3ds and you're looking for something to play i've played this more than any other game on my 3ds wow. i know and it was five quid and i'm like they need to do more they need to get that digital store going and get lots well, of yeah. stuff on it 
Not 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 sort of releasing old NES games and stuff like that, and old DS <laughs> games and all that crap. Get some new games on there because I'll tell you what, if they don't do that, that's that's going to be why they fail. Really, they've got to do this sort of stuff. Get more of this stuff on there. Um. And then the other game I've played is on the I- iPhone, and it's called Groove Coaster. Uh, right. Yeah, and it's... You put, you put your iPhone on the desk, and then you put... <laughs> you put your drink on top of it. Brilliant. No. Oh, do you know? What are you two like, I tell you? you can... What are you two like? But it's by, it's by, the, guy who did, uh, by the guy who did Space Invaders Infinity Gene. You know, the new souped-up, super-on-speed in Space Invaders with all the cool music. I'm not impressed with any of that. Uh, but this is really... Like, you, you would really like this. I think yeah, yeah. This, this is a game you would really, really like. Uh, and basically, it's like a tapping game. right? So you only yeah. use one finger, so it's dead easy to control. Uh, but it plays like a really cool sort of like, you know, and there's there's some rock stuff, but there's all, you know, a lot of electronic music type stuff going on with a good beat and what have you. Uh, and basically you have like a little avatar on screen that goes along like a track, like a roller coaster track, if you will. Follow the bouncing ball? No, but, but there's, there's little sort of dots appear on the track and you have to tap the screen when it goes over a dot, if you will. That's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, but then there's ones where you have to press, like touch and hold if it's on a thicker bit of the track and all that, and it obviously plays. But each each thing you hit is a piece of like either an instrument or a bit of music. So every time you hit one, it, uh, it changes the music you're listening to, I and it's you. it's brilliant. You, I think you would really really like it, right? But this it does this weird thing, right? It was only it was only sixty nine p, so I really can't complain. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah, all the all the UK games on iPhone are sixty nine p now. <laughs> <laughs> 10p. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I, I sort of played it right. And oh, I, I get it. Sixty-nine, like <laughs> <a second laughs> position, and I unlocked, I unlocked six tracks, right? And then there's this the beginning at the beginning, and then it, it, it went on that, right? And I thought, oh, is that it? There's just six tracks in it. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to complain because it was only sixty-nine p, so I'm not overly bothered about that, right? And I thought that was it. I find out it's 700 tracks. Because when you start playing the beginning, it has like the cast who made the game and stuff, right? So it yeah. really makes you think that's that sort of it. So I was like, oh, well, that's it. That's all right. You know, I can't complain. And then Millie like played it to death, right? And Millie's playing loads and loads and loads of it, right? And I'm like, how can you just keep playing the same six tunes over and over again? And she went, well, six I'm not. Tunes? I'm not. About Dad. I'm not. There's 17 unlocked now. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> 17? She's uh, been poning you with the track unlocks. She has. She has. And there's, there's, so there's absolutely... So, look, if you've got an iPhone or, you know, an iPad or an iPad... Don't throw it, the phone away when you get down to the yeah, last Yeah, don't go. Is that it? Because there's not. Just keep going and you keep and you keep leveling up and unlocking avatars and different uh, backgrounds and all that sort of stuff. It's really good. Best game I've played for that sort of price range. It's an excellent game. Really, really good. Get some decent headphones on when you're playing it. Yeah. Really enjoy it, and that's yeah, it for me this week. So there you go. So there you go. We've been giving that loads of loads of love. So there you go. So there you go. That's it. That's really it. Wow. Usually uh, we do like twenty hours on that. I know. Part. So that's the end of the show. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, yeah, no. Ah! Um, but but it is but but Vlados is back this week. Now she was upset that she wasn't on last week. She did send stuff it, Vlados. Yeah, she sent me a very harsh email. She said that Jew. What the hell does he know about comedy? I don't know. Whatever. That's what she was. Hannibal Burris is the man. Yeah, he didn't care. Metal arms. She weren't bothered. Um, So she has got a game. She has got a game for us this week. So let's have a listen, and then we'll give our views on it. So there you go. 
Indie Game Review Review What? Go away. I don't feel like reviewing a game this week. Fine. How about Star Ninja? That's an indie game. It's from Bounding Box Games, run by Eric Kosky who has worked, according to his website, on many major titles. So what's Star Ninja like? You ever play that Mac game, Stupid Zombies? No? Of course not. No one except really cool people have played that game. Okay, you know Angry Birds? Well imagine that instead of boards from a slingshot, it's throwing stars from a ninja. And instead of pigs behind planks of wood, it's pirates behind barrels in planks of wood. Also the stars bounce off the walls. 80 points. Now go away. There you go, you see I told you she was upset. Yeah, whatever. She can stuff it. She's really not happy with you, man. She's hey, very Vlada, stuff it. Oh, you're brave. Honestly, she she'll be, be gone. That's she'll all. be she'll be sending some neurotoxin gas to your house. That's whatever, what I already destroyed the neurotoxin creator. Yeah, whatever. You're in trouble. Oh, spoilers! So yes, Star Ninja, Star Ninja. Yes, go. silly voice. What did you think? What did you think then? Um, it's a lot like uh, what's it called? Stupid zombies. In fact, it's exactly like Stupid Zombies. Yeah, I haven't played so, that, so I have no reference. I know, nobody's played it, so I, I have to wonder if somebody ripped somebody off here. Like, maybe they used to work together, and then one of them decided to go solo, and he's like, screw you, man, I'm making that game we talked about. Um, but, you know, whatever, it's fun, it's cool. If I hadn't bought Stupid Zombies, I might have bought this as well, because it's, yeah. it's a well-made game, it's cute, the controls work fine. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> Not a lot else. It's all right. Uh, I, I was impressed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit, I thought it was a cool little tiny game, you know. And it's not. I don't think it's a lot like Angry Birds. It is a bit like Angry Birds. No, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a lot different mechanic wise. You it know, is a lot it's different. about working out how many you can hit with one throw and getting all the angles, which I really liked about it. You know, right. a, and I like the the fact you could like knock down lights on top of people and things like that. You know, it had lots of little things going on, um, and it looks great. I thought the art style was really really quirky. I like that. Yeah. I like the art style of this game. So, yeah, I've, uh, for an 80 points, I would have bought it had I got 80 points left after buying From Dust. Yeah. But um, I have Buyer's remorse. I know. I know. I would have. There was, there's two, been two indie games I would have bought had I had some points, but neither of them have I been able to, unfortunately. So, yeah, I was saving them up for From Dust and look what happened. Um, so, Chinny, what did you think? Yeah, it's all right. There you go. Well done. <laughs> You know, like, you, you throw some stars around. Pirates got annoying after a while. Uh, the whole pirates and zombies thing, I'm just sick of it. Or ninjas and zo- uh, pirates. It's like, whatever, who cares? Let's yeah. just kill them all. Yeah, pirates yeah. versus ninjas. Who would win? Um, so, yeah, no, there you go. I liked it. It was good. Good little game. Give it a go. If you like a little... It's just a bit of a sort of past five minutes here and there type game, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I don't know if those games work as well on a computer or on a console because they're designed to be played in very very small chunks. And if you're sitting down to play a game on a console or a computer, you're not likely to want to play a small chunk game, are you? I, I would have thought this would be brilliant on the iPhone or the iPad. Yeah. Oh sure. And I think people would play it to death. I think it would be like a five star get it played to death type game on there. But yeah, I agree with you. It's a bit weird playing it on a console because you've got proper games to play. <laughs> That's a yeah. problem, isn't it? That is the problem. It is a problem. It is a problem. 
Okay, so yeah, moving on. Second part of the show. So, oh yeah. Second part of the show, lad. At a ready. Whatever he said. <laughs> right. Right. Otter, there's no otters in here, <laughs> is it not? Otter ready. Uh at a ready, lad. Um Etta, what are you talking? <laughs> it's Northern Talk. Moving on. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest story uh, to come out this week, and we've got to talk about it, we've got to talk about it, is is obviously uh, the perceived failure of the 3DS up to now. Um, although it is the biggest selling in Japan this week. Uh, but uh, Satoru Awata. Awata? Awata? There you go, thank you for the uh, translation. Non-racist translation. of <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he is so disappointed, right, with the with the sales, etc. That he's he's actually going to slash his own salary by fifty percent. See, that's cool. Not. I have respect for that. Yeah. So the he's company not going to do that. He is seriously. I don't think he's yeah. really doing it. He's actually he has announced, and not only that, uh, but the other no. the other the other sort of directors are having their salary slashed by thirty percent as well. On top of that. So he's slashing See, his own by half. Workers or managers in those other countries, especially Japan and China, know that. Well, maybe not China, but in Japan, there's a sense in which, like, they actually are in it together. It's not just a phrase that they spit around there, like, "Oh, we're all in this together." No, you take all the sacrifices while we make all the money. That that fifty percent of his salary is still a good salary, I'm guessing. Oh yeah, oh, he's, no doubt. He's yeah. on about one point two million a year, so oh, at least, yeah, he's not struggling. Uh, well, half a million. Come on, six hundred thousand pounds, though. You know, that's well, all. I mean, it's a it's a good symbol. I don't know if it's a huge deal necessarily, but it's a it's a good, you know, it's a minor thing for him to do. It's the and, least he can do. Yeah, I mean, and then on top of that, obviously they've they've slashed the cost of a 3ds, announced that they're going to sell it at a loss now. You know what's funny? Uh, they posted this on Reddit, the gaming forum on Reddit, and I wrote, yeah, and still nobody wants to buy them. Forget it. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? 3DS is awesome. I'm like, you people are idiots. So the, basically, it's going to be about $169 uh, for one now instead of the $250 that it started out at. Uh, I wish them a lot of luck. That's a massive amount of money uh, off it. And the, I mean, it's unprecedented with Nintendo, really, to, you know, this soon after launch to... You know, to to cut it by that amount, and it's going to be about 150 pounds retail in the UK. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it's going to be. Um, do you think it's going to make a difference then to them now to to sort of reduce the cost by that much? Not now. Maybe at Christmas time. I, I think if they knock it down, if they knock it down like kind of again for Christmas, or if they did like they didn't knock it down now and did a massive price drop at Christmas, they could have sold a lot. Maybe they still will sell some at Christmas. But it, it, Christmas isn't that far away, so maybe they haven't anticipated it for Christmas. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is a hell of a move, isn't it, to sort of do something this soon after? Well, know, it, the, it just, it, you know, money, sign of money talks, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. pe- people say, you know, talk with your wallet, you know, and, and that's what people have been doing. People don't oh, want... They're not talking with their wallet. Well, like you could get your wallet with your hand, and then go <laughs> talking with your wallet. But, yeah, uh, I don't think Nintendo would listen to that. But you know, <laughs> it, it, it it's uh, it's a sign. Uh, not paying for something like or a product not selling, it, it will uh, a company will go to drastic measures. You know, Nintendo have been doing fine for the last five years. It's the first time they've really struggled to do something. I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the I mean, the the funny thing is, or the thing that sort of 
I, I suppose comes to me is that it, it it was the launch lineup, wasn't it? You know, they did not have any strong games at launch, you know, and that. Yes, but I, I yeah, but a lot of consoles have that problem. I also think it's it is, you know, the fact that people have iPhones now. I was oh, just yeah. gonna say they do. You know, if you look at the 360 launch lineup, that was a bit poor as well. But it wasn't up against anything else. There was nothing, no, no other competition with this. There's iPhones, iPads, Android phones, Android pads. My, I mean, my little, my yeah. little nephew, well, my nephew doesn't doesn't play a, a DS. You know, I mean, he plays. He, he got an iPod, um, not an iPhone, but an iPod, and you know, he downloads his games on that. My six-year-old uh, nephew wants. He's bless him. He's saving up for an iPod. Well, do you oh. know what? I was just going to say, my nine-year-old daughter Millie is saving up her spending money, and guess what she wants. A 3DS, an iPod Touch. No, uh, she's saving yeah. up for an iPod Touch, yeah. and she's yeah. she's. I've helped her, set, you know, set up a little spreadsheet so she puts in how much money. She's <laughs> of course, you have. Of course I have. She's like, Derek, is there any jobs I can do to get some extra money? <laughs> no, but I can set up spreadsheet. <laughs> no, but, but obviously she can see the total going down. So it's like every time she puts some money in, the total reduces. So she's like, oh, I only need X amount now. But she's going to save herself up a hundred and seventy nine pounds, and she's she do with that with the piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's not as much fun. No, she's she's worked out how many... Hold on. No, everyone's talking. Everybody's talking at once. <laughs> you just said, hold on, it's not as much fun. It isn't as much fun. <laughs> it's not as much fun. Look, it does all the workings out. All she has to do is put the amount and save it. Then it works the rest out for her. She doesn't have to do any... You know what's funny, though, Chitty? I bet, I bet his daughter does have the same idea of fun as he does. He does. Maybe. <laughs> he does. You know what, right? You know how I said I, I gave examples for the competition... And people actually <laughs> did it. Somebody fucking draw Stu getting excited with an Excel sheet. Please. There you go. <laughs> we are going to have those now. Oh, my God. Um, but, yes. Another thing I should say about the competition. If if I like your <laughs> sketch, right, um, I might put it in a video very soon. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, I like your sketch. That'd be cool. Uh, but, yes, going back to the 3DS. Is, is there a place for a dedicated handheld now? And should Sony be shitting themselves with the Vita? Well, you know, what is a dedicated hand? An iPad? Is that a dedicated handheld? Then? No, no. That's, a that's, handheld that's dedicated only to games. I just the games, and then does other the stuff game. on the side. Whereas the iPad does stuff and games on the it's side. A dedicated handheld. It's it's a handheld device, but for gaming. So designed primarily to play games. I don't know. Uh, no. No. I'm going to say no because yeah. the the PS Vita, uh, the iPad, uh, the iPhone, and the iPod Touch, they they don't just do games, um, and when they but the, the games they do have are very good and very cheap and addictive. And are the cool. Vita games going to be cheap? No, well, not particularly. That's the exception, but uh, apparently we'll have like the minis and stuff. So. But, I mean, a great example of this is, right, and I was talking about this last week, I picked up Lego Harry Potter, right, on the Lego iPhone. Lego Harry Potter. For £1.99p, if I bought the exact same game on the DS, it would cost me 20 quid. 20 yeah. quid. So how can you justify that, you know, between the two platforms? Well, the, 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 the ones in 3D and the other... In no, but do you understand what I mean? The, the 3D is not enough, is it? And I bought one of these bloody things. It's a bit like From Dust, but Sucker. a console. <laughs> Um, and I'm liking, you know, you know, let's golf. That's brill. 
and it was five quid and I, they, they need to do more of that stuff they need to get loads of stuff on that store you know where you can buy cheap games yep. between, up to a fiver and they that the may they could do it they could yeah. evolve their 3ds into that yeah that's and what that, they need to do that would that would change the game because they can do it in 3d as well yeah whereas uh apple would have to release another device to do it so yep. they, you know they could be ahead of the game and let's you know? golf is in 3d you know Subtly, it's not the best 3D I've ever seen, but it's obviously been put on post-production because obviously it's a port. Uh, but it's fine. You know, it, it adds a little bit of depth to the game, so I'm fine with that. You know, they need to release more stuff like that. character development and story? No, just sort uh, of depth I mean, of the, the course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm here all week. I know, yeah. But I, I, I genuinely think sort of this price drop from, from Nintendo is probably going to have more of an effect on the sales of the Vita than it will do, you know, on sort of increasing the sales. Why do you think it's going to affect the sales of the Vita? Because, obviously, it's, if, you know, if you were buying a, a console for your kid, right, and it's, it's always been the same thing, and you can get a 3DS for, you know, $160 now, and the Vita's $250, which are you going to buy? The 3DS. Exactly. So there you go. So the Vita. Oh, oh you mean it's going to negatively affect the sales of the Vita? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. I maybe. don't think it's going to increase the sales of the 3DS that much. But yeah, I guess you're right. Who cares? But I do think it's going to have an effect on the Vita's sales. And I think Sony will be a bit sort of perturbed by this, I would imagine. You know, because they were saying we can bring it at the same price and, and have all this extra, you know, gubbins and stuff on it. And. You know, who are these aimed at anymore? You know, who is the Vita aimed at? Who's the audience for that? Not me. You know, who's that aimed at? You know, because that sort of person who can afford to buy one of those and wants that experience can get an iPad now. You know, Well, an iPad is... Isn't the Vita smaller than an iPad? Isn't the Vita more along the lines of a cell phone? It is. It is. But I don't think people care about that anymore. People aren't bothered. What? Stick it in the pocket. They're not. How many people do you see walking around with iPads? There's tons of them. Tons of people walking around. I don't see a lot of people with iPads. I'm always seeing people with iPads. Okay. That's fine. But but it seems to me that the people who might be interested in a Vita are people more likely to buy an iPhone than an iPad. Yeah, no, I, I, I sort of agree with you, you know, that... that but, but either way, look, if I had to hazard a guess, I would say that Sony is counting on people who are interested in, like, hardcore gaming, i.e. games that aren't, you know, yeah. just tiny chunks played at five minutes at a time, uh, and that they're going to be willing to shell out some that, money for those more fine. in-depth games, that but... Is what, is, what is the percentage of the gaming population that, that that applies to, though? How many... Well, I agree, and I think it's shrinking, which is why yeah, I think Sony's going to get hurt by this. Yeah. Just as I think Nintendo's being hurt because I don't think that mobile gaming is the big huzzah thing anymore. And certainly uh, not as you say, not well not uh dedicated game mobile consoles. But people don't want to pay forty quid for a mobile game anymore when you can get one for a pound off the iTunes or exactly. uh, for a dollar. Apple changed the game. They have, and, sure. I, and I think these people still developing these things have forgotten about all that stuff. All what don't, up, Jack? More yeah. bacon. More don't consider apple. it. You know, I, I, I really see the Vita bombing. You know, I don't think it's going to do that well, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but, not, well, but the thing is... Well, we'll sum it early. It does have 3G that. as well, the Vita. So don't rule it. You can get a 3G model, but you have to pay extra for that, don't you? No, no, it's about yeah, another fifty dollars. Yeah, but do you want this and paying that much? Yeah, do you want to pay another fifty? Yeah, but do you want to do that? this? Do you know what I think would really kill the Vita and the 3DS and all that? A stuff? hammer. 
No. <laughs> if if Apple like wires from the Halloween movies brought out the rumored middle size one that's in between an iPhone and an iPad, you know, like a bit bigger but not what? as big. Uh, oh, yeah, for God's the... sake. And then they're going to put one out that's in between an iPhone and that new one and they just keep subdividing yeah. that's it. That's what they do. That's what they do. Different sizes of things. The iPhone 5 in this year, isn't it? Uh, ah, whatever. It's still possible for them to make stupid products. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure you're right, but I don't think they're going to make any anytime soon, if I'm being honest. <laughs> the, I think the iPad's kind of stupid, to be honest. You might think that, but it sold millions. And, and you know millions. what? We've been through this before. Just because something sells well doesn't mean that it's not stupid. Why is it stupid? Truck nuts sell why very it, well. They're why still is it, stupid. Why is it stupid, though? I think the iPad's kind of stupid because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it has a place, but I think it's mostly just sort of a cool little gimmick thing. It's not necessary. It's not really – I mean the most useful thing about it is that you can carry around like 30 books without having to carry around 30, 30. books. I mean you can carry more than that. 700 million books, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Though. But carry that's a lot of one well, thing. Well, if you carry 30,000 books, then you're just not uh, – <laughs> Yeah, your right. arms aren't big enough. <laughs> yeah, really, wuss. But it does so much more than that, doesn't it? I know it does more, it but most of what it does besides that is like games and – what, Internet and email and notes and calendar. What's wrong with a laptop computer? Yeah, but why why get one They're of those? They're so heavy. But he's, you know, he's, he does all that stuff. And yeah, but touch screens, in my opinion, are just sort of gimmicky and silly. No, no, they work really well. They do. Work. I believe you that they work well, but I don't, I don't care. They don't work brilliantly for games, but they do work really well for other stuff. I'll take your word on that. You know, on the multi touch. Yeah, give in sooner or later, Duke. You know? <laughs> yeah, just give in, Duke. Just give in to technology, mate. But you can't keep playing on that old typewriter. I gotta shut up until you agree. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. No, I'm not going to hammer you into submission, but uh, you're I wrong. Agree. <laughs> you're definitely wrong. So yeah, so that's Nintendo thing. I f- moving on to things that we care about. I've just uploaded <laughs> the pictures onto Facebook Veteran Gamer. So oh, yeah. Have a look. Duke sent a story. Uh, yes, quite an interesting one, uh, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. Uh, but basically, um, some enthusiasts of military-style first-person shooters, you know, uh, they're not always well known for their progressive thoughts on the matter of uh, females and male gamers mixing together. Oh, God. yeah. Do you want to? You tell us a bit about this, you, because you sent the story, didn't you? So you tell us about what? What? what There's this group of people who are planning a LAN party for Battlefield Three. Now, first of all, that right there lets you know what kind of. I, I find it amazing that anybody's even having LAN parties anymore. But you know what? More power to you. And if anybody doesn't know what a LAN party is, it's a. I know you don't, Duchess. It's a bunch of people that get together. They plug their computers into each other and then they play the game in the same room. That's and right. There you go. It's, That's what it was, we had it to was do. an important thing to have before the internet. Absolutely, but, but now that there's the internet. And I it's spoke not all that to a guy, but it's a way to get together and play with each other. I spoke to a guy who came to fix my uh, Virgin box, and he's networked his whole house for doing LAN parties in different rooms and stuff. So he has network points throughout his house, like some sort of weird business. Uh, and even interesting put- thing about that is. He even put one in the toilet, so there's a network point in his toilet. Why would you do that? Seriously. 
<sighs> because he can. So he just lamp parties. He has something wacky and weird to say when he's doing the wacky wasteland. Anyway, so here's the thing. They're having this land party for Battlefield 3's release. And because they are apparently concerned that there's going to be misogynistic and anti-female chatter on the headsets during the game, they've decided that the only reasonable solution to make sure that doesn't happen is... I know, I know, I know, I know. Is it have rules that say you're not allowed to do that stuff? No. That would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? No. Yeah. The way yeah. they're going to deal with it is just keep women from coming. So oh, oh it's, a, it's a male-only event. And it's just so ridiculous and stupid. It makes me want to vomit. It's like, yeah, well, that's what the lunch counter should have said in the United States in the 1950s. Uh, we just they did say it. We don't want no racial tension around here. And when there's no Negroes around, then we find there's a lot less racial tension. Yeah, oh. that's that's the solution, obviously, isn't it? Pathetic. Oh, so you got angry about this, did you, Duke? Yes, it's pathetic and stupid, and it makes me want to hit people. There you go. <laughs> But no, I'm with you. I mean, you know, we're we're a pretty mature side, so we're happy whatever gender, race, color, creed, whatever. We don't care. It's all about games. I don't. I don't like Jews. But apart from that, yes, <laughs> I don't like English white people. No, no, I don't like those. I'm either. surrounded by them as well. I want Britons to be about British. Yep, that's which which as he goes as he goes that uh, moves us nicely onto the next uh, story. Next story, you like that? It's good. Uh, because um, a scientist, an eminent person, uh, says that blaming video games for real-life tragedies is racist. What do you think of this? Why is it racist? Suggests a psychologist. So basically what he's saying is, right, if, if a white male, aged between 25 and 35 or whatever, yeah, goes out and kills a load of people, right, they blame video games for it. So they go, oh, well, he must have been playing some violent video games because otherwise he wouldn't do a thing like that, right? But if, if, a, if a black man or, you know, someone from another minority group goes out and kills a load of people, then they just say, well, that's because that's what they do sort of thing. Well, sometimes they say that. You know, in the news. They, they, they but talking in the, about in the, the case of the DC the sniper, that was two black men and they said it was because of Halo. Did they? Oh, they yeah. you see, you've got some arguments against Gosh, his defense attorney said that. He was like, it's not the kid's fault. He was playing Halo. There you go. So he's wrong then, basically. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, look. Yeah, in a way, I hear what he's saying. Um, but, yeah, you know, we have things that we want to... It's easier if we can identify and explain away the horrible, violent behavior of people in a certain group because that's easier than trying to imagine that every human being on the planet is an individual motivated by a whole myriad of impulses. It's so much simpler to just go, oh, it's because, you know, he Sarah Palin put out a sign with a target over this woman's face. <laughs> it was a video game. For, I mean, that's not a joke. That's actually... The, Jared Loeffner, the guy in uh, Nevada who shot the congresswoman, yeah. like people connected it to this thing that Sarah Palin had put out about, like with a target over her district. Like we're gonna need to take these back. Oh my! But I mean, the guy was just sort of a fruitcake. I mean, he was actually mentally unstable. Uh, not such an easy thing to explain away. Although he did have mental instability, obviously the guy in Norway. But um, I don't know. There's a, there's so many things that go into everybody 
who does something like that. And it's so tempting to say, oh, it's because of X, and that's it. But it's it. not. It's a lot I'll of different that. things that go into everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the worrying things about that guy in Norway who shot all those people was that he actually showed a lot of intelligence. You know? He is a very smart depth, guy. Depth to him. All right. So for a very smart man to go out and shoot people, it's like, okay, so he, he, must, he must have some kind of reason that he believes good, uh, which makes the, just the whole thing complicated. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, but on on the back of that, uh, they've banned fifty six video games in Norway now. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, it's just like how stupid, seriously stupid is that? And it's sad too because in so many other parts of Norwegian society, they've responded to this horrible tragedy by saying, "Okay, let's not have knee jerk reactions. Let's not." You know, the United States after September 11th went insane and was like, "We got to shut everything down. We got to pass the Patriot Act and everything." And blah blah blah. But in Norway, they've resisted that urge, so I don't know. That's well, weird. the government haven't, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're, they're totally sort of condoning the fact that they believe it was the violent video games that did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a result, I mean, even this week in the Sun newspaper, uh, the front page story in the Sun was... Oh, death, you, you've lost me at the Sun, dude. Death, <laughs> death by Xbox, right? What? That was a that was a headline in the Sun this week, right? And the story was uh, that because a guy, a, a young guy, twenty years old, uh, got a DVT, um, and basically he got a DVT because he'd been sat in the same place playing video games for too long. What's DVT? Uh, uh, deep vein thrombosis. So it's when you get a blood clot in your legs and it travels up to your heart and kills you, basically. Yeah. Uh, and it usually happens on long haul flights, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. If you sat in the same place for a long period of time. Uh, and his right. dad said uh, sometimes he would sit for 12 hours at a stretch playing a game. So he'd sit for 12 hours without. It's pretty ridiculous. So, but he didn't die because he was playing video games. He died because he didn't move. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't take a break every once in a while. You know, you know, that's different. That's different. He could have been sat watching the telly. You yeah, know, but that's not going to sell papers. You know, and on the flip side of it, someone put up fucking rag that pickle boy. <laughs> someone put yeah. in the comments, um, "I'm an artist, you know, and do a lot of graphic design and stuff. And sometimes I can sit for eight or nine hours without, you know, doing a piece of artwork or whatever. So if I died, would it be death by pencil? Well, of course, because <laughs> you know I mean? that would be just as interesting a, a headline, I think. Yeah, but people wouldn't write that because no one would care. No one would even be bothered. I think it might. On the, on the flip side, the only positive thing to come out of this is that the father said, look, you know, people play games and enjoy them. I'm not saying people shouldn't play games, but if you take anything from this, take regular breaks, you know, and don't well, play yeah, exactly. periods of time. Whatever you're doing right now, people, listen up. I'm standing up here during the podcast to take a break, move the legs around. You should do the same. Hey, Unless you're driving no. a car, in which case, don't just jump out of the car to take a break. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm driving on the motorway, and I've been driving for a long time, I do take my feet off the pedal and wave them around you know safety first that's wiggle I mean. your legs that's the that's the key don't see it although somebody did put if he was playing games for 12 hours at a time he must have had the bladder the size of a bin bag you think know about, think of how many levels he went up he must, yeah, exactly. he must have had a good score although we should about how he died what was this what game was he playing <laughs> this is terrible no you shouldn't you shouldn't mock you know people who i'm not mocking i'm mocking the response of most people yeah, no, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll let you, okay. I'll let you have that. Okay, um, okay yes. Uh, next thing, moving on, moving on. The next thing up, I have actually got some sort of sad news, but it's sort of good news at the same time. 
sad news and good news at the same time, which sounds a bit weird. Uh, but Witcher 2 has been delayed until quarter one, 2012. No, I don't. Is that good news? It's good news because Skyrim's coming out, isn't it? Obviously, in November, October, yeah. November time, and you know, you, we are not going to have time to play two massive RPGs set in a fantasy world. You don't have to play them at the same time. No, you don't. But what's the point of them? No, you know, she releasing. Does. It? She doesn't like to play old games unless they're <laughs> weird. That's right. Yeah. I only play old, weird games. Now, interesting, this is not the reason they're giving for the delay. They're not saying it's because there's a lot of other games coming out at the same time, so that you know they wanted to sort of avoid the big crush of games and all that sort of stuff. That's not what the reason is. Uh, the reason, apparently, is because there's a legal tangle between Namco and THQ, who's going to publish it on the <gasps> 360. So, so apparently there's a bit of argumentation going on as to who's got the rights to publish the game. Now, mm-hmm. I guess that's a good sign for us because obviously they think it's a good enough game to fight over. Uh, it's done well on the PC, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll have to see. But apparently Namco Bandai is taking legal action against the, the developer. Oh, uh, take that, its, legal yeah, action. Over its decision to switch publishers from uh, for the 360 version to THQ. So, but you can't blame them because obviously I'm not being funny, but usually, no offense, Namco Bandai games aren't usually that great, are they? So Namco. If you, so if you wanted to be associated with a, a publisher, THQ is a lot more. Uh, people would take more notice, wouldn't they, if THQ were publishing this game? And presumably, they have a lot more clout in marketing, etc., for it. So you know, I can't blame them. But obviously, if they had some sort of agreement with Namco, then you know you can you can't blame them either for being a bit pissed off about this. I guess. I can blame them. <laughs> I hate them. So, are you interested in this, Duke? Are you interested in The Witcher Two? Yeah, I am. I think it'll be your sort of game. I think you might you might like. I'll play it. it. Um, yeah. Next thing up, I mean, we talked a little bit about the Vita uh, and the 3DS, uh, but Sony are, are saying they must support indie developers or innovation will stall. So they basically said that, you know, unless we support the indie people, then we'll just get the same games being chucked out over and over again. Uh, and, and to that point, they've actually started giving out um, free dev kits to indie developers for the Vita. So they're actually sending out free dev kits for studios to use, which is, uh, I've, I've got to say, I think a pretty cool move by Sony. It's a good idea because, you know, it gets people going, some indie people going on it. And and then they they I mean this to me is is a really good move because they will then you know to a certain extent might have a big raft of of cheaper titles available on the Vita day one yep. that, that people can buy you know without yep. you know, especially those who do buy the you know the iPad type iPod games you know that are cheap I think I think it's a good move so yes they're doing that which is really cool uh, so we like to see that. Uh, yes, uh, PC gaming is shot by consoles, apparently. What do you think of this? What? Yeah, PC gaming shot by consoles. Mark Rain has uh, talked to the importance of PC to the future of gaming, insisting uh, we're at the stage in the life of the consoles where the PC has shot them by in terms of capability. Oh, uh, I thought you meant PC games have been yeah, shot I, by... Yeah, I tricked you then, didn't I? Um, but yeah, I mean... Well, he's not wrong, is he? You know, we're we're all well aware that a, you know a really high powered PC is about three or four or five times more powerful than a 360. We're all aware of that, aren't we? No, I wasn't aware of that not until you just told me. In fact, ten times, according to uh, John Carmack, that's what he said. Current PC, I refuse get- to accept John Carmack's statement. It's ten times more powerful uh, than current consoles. 
you know. And and let's be honest here, games are uh, are actually you know developed on PCs, aren't they? You know, all the games that we play on the 360 or the PS3 or whatever it may be has been developed on a PC. Mm-hmm. Now, what he's asking for, what they're saying is that the next iteration of the PS3 or the 360, whatever that may be, has got to have the power of a current high-spec PC. So what do you think? What do you think? Is that... Or, or what? Or the... I'm not going to They won't be able to move forward. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I'd say so, yeah. Whatever the PC is now, that's probably what the next generation of consoles is going to be. And that, I mean, in this... Yeah. Yeah, and this comes to the Wii U, I guess, because that's going to really, you know, oh, that's that's struggling. I think the Wii U. I mean, I you know they've had all this problem with the 3DS. I don't think the Wii U is going to do much better if I'm being honest. Uh, either that, if it's got a life cycle of two years, then maybe Nintendo can bounce back. But I can't see him doing very well from the Wii U. No, I think it's been too misunderstood, and people don't get it and don't understand what the benefit of having a screen on your controller is. As we've learned from before. The mass uh, majority of people don't give a fuck about brand loyalty or, you know, the next big thing from one company. They just move on to whatever they like next. I think that's a fair point. Yeah, I do. And I think, you know, if I'm being really, really honest, you know, and I know I get a lot of grief for aesthetic details and all that sort of stuff, but, you know, if I asked you, Duke, which would you rather have? A PC, like a PC-like console that I could render loads of stuff on screen and run it at 60 frames a second and look really crisp and everything looks really cool, or a controller with a screen on, which would you go for? I, I wouldn't be really bothered with either of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'd have some games with some it. decent story and some quality character development, please. So, Chinny... No, that's not on the table. You, Forget it. Chinny, if I said to you... Yeah. You can either have, right, a console that's as powerful as a current high-end PC, right, that can render loads of characters on screen and make it more like a real-world environment and dynamic conversations and all that sort of cool stuff, right, to enhance the story in games. There you go. See, I should have said that to you. Uh, Or a a controller with a screen on, which would you rather have? (laughs) Well, that's a very loaded question, I feel, Stuart. (laughs) How how is it loaded? I'm giving you a choice between two things. How's that? Well, the reason why uh, one one of the characteristics of that question being loaded, Stuart, is because one description was very very long, and the other was very very short and brief. Therefore, it being semi biased, and I'm very drunk. You do sound very drunk. My no. wife. <clears throat> My wife. Um, well, of course I'd want the first one. You would, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. which are you going to go for? You're going to save your money and get the new one that does like dynamic AI for each individual. Because it was saying, right, um, if if like they get the spec of a current sort of high-end PC on the console, you could have each character within, say, a GTA game would have its own AI sort of stuff going on so that each one would be individual so you wouldn't have any two characters whereas now you get like characters retracing steps and doing patterns and stuff that would never happen they could sort of because of the power that they have available they could have you know dynamic sort of conversations dynamic characters that would move around in their own way and do their own thing which would make you feel like if you came in like a bit like you said chini you know you come in and and it's like they're just existing whether you're looking at them or not you know, doing their own thing on a day-to-day, like they're in a real-world-like situation. I mean, would that interest you, Duke? 
Uh, uh maybe. <laughs> God, we're a hard sell. I know. God, <laughs> look. Yeah. So you can do this amazing thing. It takes hours and hours of man paper, man uh, labor, and it depends on how it's done. It's it's uh... it's a. Give me an example. Give me shoot it to me in concrete terms. So imagine a world, Duke. Right. Picture this. Picture this. Right. That like it's like an oblivion esque type world with its own ecosystem. So if there's a pack of like d- different types of animals and there's a food chain and blah 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 blah, and then this right. pack of wolves, you kill them all and that's it. They're gone, right? And that affects right. the food chain. Then another species will who who um, was restricted because the wolves kept on eating them. Right. Uh, yeah, I get it. A lot of elements in the equation. Massive zombies. Uh, something like that. It's or imagine, imagine, right, you go into a village in an RPG, yeah, and, and every character within that village is programmed to do their own thing. So everyone sort has of, something significant right. to say, so you don't have to go around going, so what do you yeah, do exactly. here? I run the shoe shop. Sold a lot of shoes lately? Yup. Oh, thank God I spent two minutes on this conversation. So what do you think? What do you think of that? So everyone sort of moves around and sort of does their own thing, and they're all they've all got their own personalities almost. Okay, that's fine. I'm not against that. You see, because we can't currently with the power of the current consoles, you can't. You can do some of that stuff. You can you can do a little bit of that stuff, but you you're not. It, there isn't enough power to control all those AI characters within a massive world at the same. There's also time. not a lot of interest among developers to do it, even on a smaller scale. For the most part, developers are not interested in following that path. And the more technological ability they have to do more stuff graphically, the less time they're going to put into that sort of storytelling thing, which just requires the work and hiring writers to do it. Two things that game developers are not known for. Yeah, but do you not Because those things cannot be put on a box. You can't show people that at E3. How are you going to show awesome character development at E3? You can't. You have to show things blowing up in the bottom of an avatar's shoe. Bam. <laughs> bottom of an avatar's Look, Peter Molyneux would wet himself over something like that. Come on, well, let's, let's be honest. He'd be touching it and everything. Over pretending to do it. Milo <laughs> actually interacts with you. But I guess the, the the bottom, you know, the top and bottom of all this is: do we do we do we as gamers want that sort of stuff? I know I would like it. I think it would be really cool and interesting to oh, I would like it too. be in a world. But I, I think the vast vast majority of the gaming public, you know, who buy COD every year and all that stuff, aren't really interested. Well, in you can't you can't get them involved. There's lots of different segments of the game buying market, dude. Yeah, like I mean, I think people are interested in. Worlds that are completely open and freedom. People like freedom in video games, and this illusion of freedom that we have at the moment uh, could be broader, which is what I think you're getting at. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, and and I think people do like that. I think people that will attract people. And Duke's right; you can't really showcase it very well. It's all about how it looks at these kind of three shows. But if the game's good enough, I mean, like with Mass Effect One, they did a great job of getting people excited about conversation trees, and all they showed us. Face, a, a, you know, like a, a scene of a person's face talking to another face. You know, and like people got excited for it because it was well presented. It was, you know, it was done in a slick environment and it was had a cool aesthetic. And you know, I think if you do a good enough job, they'll come. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and 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 we've got a thing, you know, as 
you know, as these consoles get more powerful and there's more graphic stuff anyway, they're going to look cool no matter what happens. And that's that other stuff's going to be like the icing on top, isn't it? You know, being able to add other stuff in apart from cool graphics and particle effects, you know, being able to add in stuff that, you know, and dynamic lighting and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, to suddenly be able to add individual characters with their own personalities in the game, you know, like en masse... So everyone's like in a real world environment. That that would be pretty darn cool. But we're probably a few years from that yet, I would imagine. Yeah. And and ultimately, it's like you said. You know that you know at the end of the day, it's still a business. So these developers and publishers still want to make a you know a lot of money. So are they going to be willing to invest the kind of money that would get something like that? You know, and and risk that sort of kind of money to to give us that? I don't know. I do know. Anyway. Uh, I think it is our time of the week uh, where we have to listen to the lizard. We have to listen. <laughs> we have to listen to the lizard. We have no choice in the matter. Uh, Hello, darlings. So we're going to have the surface lizard, and this week he is talking about a game we all love. You know, so I'm really glad he picked this subject, and uh, yeah, he's he's going to tell us what he thinks of Duke Nukem Forever. I wonder how we felt about it. I bet he hated that game. What do you think? I bet he hated it. better have hated it, or I'm yeah. going to have no respect for his point of view. Yeah, I'm sure he will have done. So uh, let's have a listen to that, and then we'll uh, discuss what, 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 what he said when we come back. So there we go. Hello, now, darlings. Let's have a listen. You serve me right to suffer. You serve me right to be alone. my mind I'm still living in a day the path is gone oh we are the lads from country life and you'll never put a better bed of butter on your knife if you haven't any in have a word with your wife and spend it on your toast in the morning hello starlings surface lizard here once again present and erect it is with some morning I announce that It is a sad day, nay, a tragic day for the veteran gamers community, for this is going to be my last piece for the veteran gamers community. Not by choice, not by inclination, but because I'm going to do something so utterly anathema, so execrable, that ostracism and exile is the only inevitable course of action, because I'm going to try and provide a defense of Duke Nukem forever. And following what will be considered this gross faux pas, on a par with defecating into the mouth of the Queen, I will lose that small paper shred of respect I may have gained and be hung from the rafters. Also, I'm leaving myself vulnerable because after this piece, I won't be there to defend myself, which means that Stu, Chinny and Duke can rip me to pieces whilst I sit and listen to this podcast and... I wank myself into a stupor. Everyone hates me. However, three syllables, simple word, I am here to bury Caesar and not to praise him, and I cannot defend a game in spite of its flaws. I may be an imbecile, but I am not blinkered to reality, unless I've been taking Jekyll and Hyde concoctions, or speedballs in true John Belushi fashion. Duke Nukem Forever, perhaps the Daikatana of this generation, spat upon in the streets, forced to carry its own cross of its own lineage, 
strung to the gallows in public and smeared with tomatoes and used underwear. But the game isn't as visible as many people have made out. A plague on you all, spoiled and pampered lapdogs, cosseted with the likes of Crisis 2 and tedious situations of Call of Duty games. The goalposts have shifted and Duke, to be fair, hasn't quite been able to keep up. Then again, when you consider that for your £40 you would get, say, Skyrim, or the rather transient Duke Nukem Forever, it's a very difficult corner to try and defend at all. Let's all be honest, Duke Nukem Forever should never have been released as a full price title, a mid-range 20 or £30 at best. All of which reminds me of 70s daytime TV wonder Crown Court, in which a younger Victor Meldrew defended deviance whilst wearing a stupid wig made from tissue paper and papier mâché. I'm sorry, uh, what language are you talking in now? It appears to be bollocks. Duke Nukem Forever. There's hubris in the title right there. Fifteen years in the making and some of the whelps playing the game were not even born when development originally began. I remember reading a preview in PC Gamer back in 2000 and getting quite excited. Loins girded for more machismo mayhem from the Duke. Actually, as we're on about the Duke, there's a game. Duke Scath Forever. I hate heavy rain, it sucks, I'll kill you dead, I can't save my ammo while look after my oxygen. It's fair to say that Duke Nukem Forever had to be released. It's also fair to say that it looks like Gearbox gave up when they had an average game, rather than bother with the time and resource in making it into a laudable one. Then again, personally, I'd rather they pull their resources into Colonial Marines than try and improve on the confused menagerie that was Duke Nukem Forever. But still, in my first ten minutes in Duke Nukem Forever, I took a legendary piss. I grabbed feces from a toilet and threw it into the face of an EDF soldier. I drew a colossal penis on a dry whiteboard and I got a blowjob from a pair of twins. Oh, pair of twins. Of course they're a pair of twins. Sorry, I am a stupid felcher. The whole thing was juvenile, unnecessary, but oh my god, it was exactly what I was expecting to get from a new Duke Nukem game. Let's be honest, it's not shocking or offensive or obscene. The whole thing, it's more Beavis and Butthead than anything else. It's like they say, when you're gonna walk the walk, you gotta, uh, talk too. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> we gotta hit on the chicks, ass munch. Otherwise, they'll think we're like, all looks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> Check out my hands. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Damn, we're smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna, like, stroke my beard? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stroke it. <laughs> We're gonna call the cops if y'all don't leave us alone. I like the fact that, in some ways, Duke Nukem Forever was almost breaking down the fourth wall, and it was full of throwbacks to the fact that the Duke had become some bloated, arrogant Elvis self-celebrating. The whole game was full of Duke Nukem casinos, Duke monster trucks, Duke burger bars, Duke strip joints. The game is a celebration of Duke and the ridiculous, arrogant self-promotion that he's become, like Bobby Kotick or... Cliff Bozinski. Jug Nukem can be an annoying, misogynist dinosaur, some 
recidivist throwback to a dead generation. But you know what? He's nowhere near as annoying as Westwood. It's Westwood! I play hip-hop. I'm talking about New York rap, West Coast, Dirty South, UK hip-hop, gangster rap, uplifting, inspirational rap, smoothing it out for my ladies with some R&B. When I was a kid growing up, I didn't have no ambitions. I wasn't really much good at anything, especially at school. Words which sum me up, the big dog, the kingpin of the game, the world-famous legendary. Yo, Westwood, yo, big dog, the Duke's got some words for ya. Eat shit and die. Duke Forever rests on some very simple laurels. For one thing, it's a Duke game made for and by Duke fans. And also, the game is littered like an overfull supermarket trolley with cliched and catchy phrases, endless sexual references, boobies and alien scum, and more boobies, and girls in thongs, and calendars with boobies on. Believe it or not, there is a plot to the game. Duke gets double blowjob from gyrating, irritating twins in schoolgirl outfits, finds news report that the aliens are back to seek revenge on the planet and Duke that defied them, and we then find out that the aliens are stealing Earth's women, especially the hot ones. Attractive, not warm, you understand? Not my babes! Not in my town! You alien motherfuckers are gonna pay for this! The main campaign is around eight to nine hours, and some people may just blow through in seven hours. I said blow, no pun intended, because it's Duke Nukem. But the extra time will be spent exploring the frankly incredibly interactive environments, at least in places. You can drink every beer, flush every toilet, sign autographs, play mini-games like pinball, air hockey, each of which have a point as well as a distraction by increasing your ego bar, which is the currency of health in the game. It's fair to say that you will be at a disadvantage if you don't go out of your way to at least uncover the bare minimum of few ego items. But so many of them are so well implemented and so amusing that it's worth doing it for the hell of it, regardless as the ego boost bonus. In one fantastic scene, Duke gets a blowjob from a glory hole. Ego boost right there. And who can blame him? Unless it was a man giving them a blowjob. No, nothing wrong with that. It's a free country but it's just not the kind of thing that Duke would necessarily get off on, unless he didn't know. Or unless Duke is actually gay and his entire persona is just one huge attempt at compensation like Elton John getting married. Now there's an interesting take on things. A Duke is a conferred title of regency, and so is a queen. I like where this is going. I digress, as always. In my meaningless life, I've played all manner of gun-based games that frankly outgun, outperform and outshine Duke Nukem Forever in the finer points department. I've seen recoil and realistic weapon handling and reticular blooms and so on, but all of this stuff would feel frankly out of place in a Duke Nukem game. What the game does is give you what you're expecting and do it to the power of 11. And also, you could see this as a point of being confused. I saw it as a point of variety. The game doesn't just have you running to corridors and kill rooms. Eventually, you'll find yourself driving vehicles and solving puzzles, which are just enough to be a distraction without becoming infuriating. Although, to be fair, the point where you're driving the monster truck did seem to be like an older design element trying to emulate Half-Life 2. The motorboat section, which equally dragged on where you go for a bit, you stop, in this case, run out of fuel, go to an encounter, find what you need, go back to the truck, 
slightly unnecessarily elongated like a porn star's member. Now, there are certain things that do not belong in FPS games. I'll give you a clue. It begins with P, and it's not penis. The word is platforming, which was a part of Duke 3D and is a part of Duke Nukem Forever, for better or worse, for richer, for poorer. However, most of them, in what is a twist of bizarre genius, actually involve Duke being shrunk to a pint size action figure size, which turns the whole context on its head, as you are suddenly a six-inch Duke as it were, jumping round a vast kitchen, killing now giant rats and miniature pig cops, all the while using mustard jars as cover and spatulas as trampolines. And again, the game design keeps it just on the realm of novelty. None of this becomes excruciatingly annoying. And there's one particularly good point, which sees a standard enemy, because Duke is only six inches tall, turned into an epic boss encounter which is a very nice inversion. Now, if I were to say old school, I'm not referring to something that fails an Ofsted and still uses the cane. What it refers to is the fact that Duke Nukem Forever is a balls-in-the-hamper throwback to a late 90s FPS mentality, which is either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your context. But the game runs along the gamut of encounters, epic boss battles, which do follow the old shoot-em-up, pattern recognition exploits, but there are some game-crippling bugs. At one point, I fought a Battle Lord on the Hoover Dam. When I destroyed the Battle Lord, during his death animation, I shot him again, just to make sure. And the damn thing respawned all of its health, and I had to kill it all over again. Please, Gearbox, get someone other than PE teachers to do your playtesting. And also, like Basil Fawlty, don't mention the load times. I'm not quite sure what Gearbox were doing. Maybe it was some homage throwback to days when we had to load every level, every time, even when we died. But my God, those 20 to 30 seconds soon become like a vice on one's knackers. Very annoying, but very zen, because you can just sit and zone out and think of puppies. Arguably the best level in the game is the part with no combat, which is Duke's own strip club, the Duke Nukem Titty City. Lovely rhyme, T.S. Eliot will be proud. Which is essentially a showcase for boobs and a playground for playing pinball, air hockey, billiards, video poker and some glorious bathroom moments. I've played an obscene amount of RPGs in my time, but when you start off in the Titty City, Duke Nukem Forever gives you the best mission description I have ever had in a game. Quote, find some popcorn, a vibrator, and a condom. Absolute brilliance. Unless I'm secretly 12 years old. What it boils down to is unrealistic expectations. When I go on dates with girls, I warn them about unrealistic expectations. Don't expect me to be attractive or interesting or good in bed or a human being. Similarly with Duke Nukem Forever, don't expect triple A turkey basting semen excitement whatever that is. It's fair to say that, to use some economic terms, the development time to awesome ratio isn't necessarily a good thing, but nor is it the 4 out of 10, the 3 out of 10 that some people were giving it for whatever reason. Oh, because it wasn't Call of Duty. It still remains to be a solid, engaging FPS wrapped up in some wonderfully juvenile Benny Hill toilet humour. It's a hybrid of old school and new, and it may not win you over with volumetric lighting or plot based on the works of Anne Rand or Chaucer or fucking John, mediocre fucking John, 
every book is the same fucking Grisham, but there are some incredible surprises along the way. And if you can put those preconceptions to the side, you get an incredible ride for your money. Again, ride, no pun intended, because it's Duke Nukem. Just don't pay full price for it, or you'll blame me. One minute you're stumbling across hilarious Easter eggs that reference all manner of pop media culture. The next you're blowing up aliens on top of a skyscraper with a gun turret. Next you're the size of a mouse travelling through a burger joint. Then you're speeding down a highway in a colossal monster truck, dodging exploding barrels thrown by pigs on trucks. Then you're microwaving a rat because you can. The John Lennon estate can take me to court because I've got no net worth. All I'm saying is, give Duke a chance. And you know what? I'm sure that Duke 5 will be the greatest game ever made when it turns up in 20 years. Next week, I will be defending Superman 64, another one of the finest games ever made, just cruelly misunderstood. Until then, my little hatchbacks, Surface Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. I'm gonna rip your eye out and piss on your brain, you alien dirtbag. So, as as predicted, he hated the game, obviously. Okay, first of all, I need to say that if they made a game of Duke Scath forever, that would be the most awesome game of all time. <laughs> and somebody needs to get to work on that right now. Because that would be sweet. Now he did get he did get a that heavy rain dig He got a heavy rain digging at you, didn't he? Yeah. You know. Um, but, you know, I can't blame him. I, I sort of see his point. You know, that had promise, but just didn't quite deliver. But it was a good idea. It was a good well, idea. Yeah, I suppose. I can I can accept that. Yeah. I will say Beavis and Butthead are awesome. So cheers to Surface Lizard for playing that clip. And you know what? I don't get that thing about the pair of twins. The pair of twins. Oh, what you? On The Office, they Gar- Gareth said that at one point. Two girls twins i'm just watching like what the hell i don't isn't that like incest why is it cool that guys are like oh, i'd like to get it on with a pair of twins no that's incest that's bad don't it is definitely incest that. you're right Ugh. there duke <laughs> well they're in off the pairs when they yeah, say, you usually get out of here fuck you yeah wow. yeah yeah no, the best thing about Austin Powers is when they unfreeze him, and they're like, and here's our friend, you know, their comrade from the CIA, and this is our colleague from the KGB, or from Russia. From Russia? And they're like, yeah, the, the Cold War is over, Mr. Powers. And he's like, oh, all right, we really crushed those uh, capitalist bastards, eh, comrade? And everyone's like, uh, the Americans won, Mr. Powers. Oh, yeah, of course. I, jolly good. Hooray for capitalism. <laughs> now, the problem is you. The problem is you. Although you don't see any appeal in that, you know, Gearbox and obviously the makers of Duke oh, Nukem Forever that, yeah, there's thought that there were a certain it. amount of men out there who would be, Dude, look, you know, find again, it appealing. Once again, we seem to have this fundamental disconnect between what a lot of people seem to like and whether that thing is I'm not good saying or bad. people like it or not. I'm just saying what they assumed people would like, you know. <laughs> I'm just, right. you know. I'm not saying and that is the case. That assumption, but it's still a stupid, horrible thing to put in a game. I agree. I don't disagree because it's with you. it's sick and incestuous. But, but uh, I really only have one thing to say about Surface Lizard this week. Go ahead and, and say it. And he said a phrase or a word within his sort of ramblings uh, that pretty much sum up uh, the whole of Duke Nukem Forever. And I can't believe he used this word. Uh, and I, you may or may not know what it Church. means. But he used the word felcher uh, within his ramblings. Yes. Do you know what? Do you know what a felcher I is? Know what a felcher is, yes. 
And and that is is pretty gross. If I'm being very honest, I have honest. no idea what that means. Should you know, know what a felcher is? Look it up on the internet. Felching. Put the put the <laughs> phrase felching, and you'll soon know what it means. Yeah, but you can't say it because this is a family. Podcast. I cannot say it because it is one of the a very disgusting act. Uh, so people should not look it up if they're near a computer. Yes. Don't you, look you up. Don't know what that word means, felching or a felcher. What one? And don't look up Santorum either. No, I mean, he, he does chuck some things in there, you know, and I've got to say, when I heard the word, I was like, no, I cannot believe he used that word within his sort of ramblings, really. So, yeah. yeah. And that's how I, what that act is how I feel about Duke unfortunately. Well, you know. You know, you know, that, that disgusts me, not quite as much, if I'm being really honest, but, you know, some of the stuff in there. Anyway, we, we've had our say on it, and look. I haven't. Look, if I was going to say, if you <laughs> have, Jenny have his say, you're still looking up felching. Um, yeah. But look, the the other thing I would say, look, if you, if people like their game, including Sephiroth, fine. You know, I have no issues with that, right? And I'm not going to rip a Terra new one for uh, Surface Lizard because he likes that game. Look, if he likes it, he likes it, and that's fine. You know, everyone to their own. That's what I say. So, Chini, what did uh, you think? Uh, well, of what Surface Lizard said, right? Uh... Oh, I just found out what Felton is. Right, yep. so... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, uh, what Surface Lizard said? A few things, right. The boss battle on the Hoover Dam, where he shot it, and then it got all its life back. That's not a glitch, that's, a, that's what happens. Right. It, <laughs> that it, is it, the game mechanic, is it? That, that's what happens with most of the bosses. At the very last minute, all the energy comes back, you have to shoot it all again. So that wasn't a glitch. Um, and uh, also, Surface Lizard said it takes all the kind of cliches of first-person shooters and turns up, up to 11, right? First of all, well done. It's a Spinal Tap reference. We all love Spinal Tap. Uh, but Yay. the thing is, it doesn't turn up to 11, does it, Surface Lizard? It takes those game cliches and it turns it down to about 4, to a mediocre, boring, dull fucking 4. Uh, also, the side minigames that... that uh, a surface lizard thinks that are, you know, a, a in the club, dist- in Titty Club, titty. A, a, a brilliant distraction. Titty world. Or they are. Yeah, yes, you can play pool and air hockey and whack a mole or whatever it is. It's not fun. They are fucking boring, poorly made. The the the, the, the pool game isn't even pool. It's just a physics, two D physics, flat engine where things move around and it's terrible. Absolutely awful. As bad as it was on the N sixty four. Um, and yeah, the stripper mission is not brilliance. I don't care what you say, Surface Lizard. It's not brilliance. It's dumb. It's absolutely dumb. It's a part of the game where they went, we need some kind of stripper mission because that's what Duke's about. Oh, he'll have a kind of dream thing because we don't know where to put it. It's stupid. <sighs> I agree. I mean, I, that was, for me, just felt so disconnected to the rest of the game. It was like, I couldn't work out what the point of it being there was. It's because they needed it to, ha- to have it in there because that's what Duke Nukem's all about, right? Now, so, this week, can I just, can I just I mention just as well? it in. They've announced a patch for the PC version. Have you heard about this? No. So there's a patch coming for the PC version of Duke Nukem that'll add four weapons instead of two. Great. So you'll be able to carry four at a time instead of just the two that. And and the other thing which was quite interesting, I thought it was Gearbox who had sort of done the two weapon thing, right? It turns out it was the original developers because that was what modern games were doing at the time. Yeah, well, Halo did it. 
didn't it? Yeah. You know, and you think at 2001, Halo, that's about right. They probably was doing it around then. Yep, at the time. <laughs> Whenever that time may have been. Uh, so that's why they included that, and they, they stand by that decision. But apparently we, they're going to get four of you on the PC, but there's no word of a patch for the, the 360 or PS3 version. So you'll just have to wait. You'll just have to wait. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> and look, if you like it, fine. I've, I'm certainly not going to give you any grief about liking it. Just enjoy the game for those people who like it. That's up to them. I'll give you grief for liking it. Oh, no, no, everybody should like the games I like, and nobody should like any other games. <laughs> look, that is fine. Look, that is fine. Um, so, moving on, uh, we have got a couple of emails, and we've got just a few egg timer topics that we need to finish off. So, we're going to have a couple of things at the end of the show. <laughs> Actually, I was going to do emails first. What are you doing? <laughs> right now, now you got to do egg timer topics. No, yeah, no, that's who does egg, who does emails first. Look, it doesn't matter. Last. It doesn't matter. I was joking. I was. It was a joke. It was a joke. Oh, okay. I had the intro stuff. It was a joke. Look, it doesn't uh. matter. Don't matter. Um, okay, here we go. Are you ready? Have you got the timer ready? Are you ready? It's coming. Hang on. It's loading up. Are you working? Is it working? Enchantment. There you go. Okay, um, we're ready. Go ahead. Okay, start. here we go. So go. This, this do is it now. Th- I'm Start doing now. This is from uh, Stuart Robert Knight, and he asks this. Uh, there's a game coming out called Dangerous Hunts, uh, which has a light gun included, uh, but it looks like a NES Super Scope 6. The question is, is it going to be worth it, especially as Connect is already out there and obviously move on the PS3? So is there any point in the... Any- well, I think Tony Hawk proved that you can't get a different peripheral for a game and expect it to do well. I mean, what about... I mean... Why would you bring out a game with a light gun when you can already do that on both consoles without the need of a light gun? Why would well, you... but but having the thing in your hand is a different matter. Yeah. I mean, I thought the thing with Connect was if you had like a cardboard gun or something or a water gun, you could just use that. Is that not true? Yeah, that never happened, did it? The heck? Because that would, that would make it totally oblivious. But, you know, for Move, they sell this thing that you stick the Move thing into, and then you can use it for SOCOM and Killzone and whatever. And I suppose that makes some sense. But that's buying one peripheral for, like, five games, which, duh, okay. But one peripheral for one game? Come on. Well, Guitar Hero did it for a while. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm saying. We're Come done with that now. now. Come on. Come now. on now. I think I think generally that sort of people are over peripherals, really. People don't care anymore. They don't want to keep buying plastic things that aren't real and stick them in the living rooms anymore, do they? Uh, and it is a, by the way, it is a Kabbalah game, which you didn't mention. Uh, they, lo- they love their hunting games. Though. They're, they'll Kabbalah. sell. I, I've changed my mind. It'll sell a million in America, that yeah, game. Kabbalah, they, they keep making them, so they must be selling. Yeah, oh yeah. And if they bring out a light gun to go with it, that's in the shape of a proper hunting rifle with a telescopic sight on top and stuff. Mm. People are definitely going to be buying that game, aren't they? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The people yeah. in America, they like the hunting big game and stuff. Who is it? I was talking to someone who bought one. I was one of the guys who I work with. And he got a Kabbalah game and he couldn't play it. He couldn't play it. When he actually um, started actually playing it, he found it a bit distasteful shooting deer and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you know, well, it is distasteful that. shooting deer. I mean, what the deer ever do? You're going, you're, imagine you're a deer and you put your lips down to the little brook to take a drink and then bam! A 
bullet goes through your freaking head. Now I ask you, you give a damn what the <laughs> kind of pants that son of a bitch who shot you was wearing? There you go. <laughs> my cousin Vinny. My uh, cousin Vinny. It is my cousin Vinny. But then I Not said, to mention your biological clock. <laughs> But I said to him, I said, well, what, you know, what were you expecting? It's a Kabbalah game. That's what it is. Lions well, and yeah, birds and deers and stuff Tigers, like that. Oh my. I mean, I'm not, no, no offense to you, Jew, but there are Americans who pay a lot of money to go to Africa right, to these special game reserves and hunt real big game. Dude, like half of my students are all the time talking about, and then I shot this thing and I cleaned its guts out and blah, blah, blah. I know how hunting works. It's not offensive to me. No, but are you are you living in a? Chris Rock in a, said that uh, this is the only country where people go hunting on a full stomach. This conversation can serve no oh, purpose no, anymore. <laughs> That's a good joke. I know, I know who a celebrity you will buy this game. Charlton Heston. There you go. Uh, so moving on from his cold dead hands. Um, so that's that's that one out of the way. You ready for the next one? You ready? Sure. Yeah, the next one's from Matthew Darkins, and he says this. Uh, what age should you let kids start playing games, and do you think it stunts development of social skills? Mm, so no, nice. and you should read this book I'm reading, Grand Theft Childhood, because they talk about it doing the exact opposite. For instance, a lot of people in this survey that they did, they did this research study with people and why they play games and kids, and a lot of them said that it's because their friends play, and it gives them something to talk to other kids about. So if anything, I would say that this myth, this idea we have, this stereotype of the loner kid secluded in his room playing games by himself, that's, that's not true, if it's ever been true. Because when I was a kid, it was definitely something that i interacted with other kids about so no start letting them play right now don't let them play grand theft auto right now but damn it's never too early to start them in i mean look it has to be taken in moderation like everything you have to you know have the kid take breaks so he doesn't have a horrible leg clot and die and you have to have him go out and get exercise and read books and do other things as well but it should not be seen as some hideous poison to keep away from them until they're 18 no, I absolutely... And the other thing I want to say is... <laughs> What's interesting? Uh, Millie's been playing games probably since she was about five or six years old, I guess. Why'd you wait so long? I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, she learned how to pay a mortgage in Animal Crossing. So what's wrong with that? She learned some great Is stuff. there a lot of connection? I mean, I've never played it, so I don't know. This is a real question. Uh, is there really any similarity between paying a mortgage there and paying... A, or just, like, the idea of a mortgage? Definitely. Oh, some absolutely now. for sure. Because the, the whole game revolves around you collecting money yeah. and then paying your house off. But, that's yeah, that's, that, that's the whole <laughs> that game. The, game. the whole game is you pay your mortgage off, and yep. when you've paid your mortgage off, which takes ages... They, they force you to have an extension so you've yeah. got more to pay off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He goes, wow, you go in, right? Like a great game. You go in and he goes, uh, you pay life, off your mortgage. And he goes, life. yeah, and yeah. he goes, oh, you've paid your mortgage off and that house does look nice, but it'd look even better if you had a bigger room downstairs. <laughs> no, you say no and then you tell but the banker to get out of You can't say no. And the worst you thing, You can't though, say no. What kind of dumb game is this? The worst thing that, guy, that, okay. the worst thing that Millie hated the most is there's an insurance man that turns up, right? And he tries to sell you insurance to insure yourself. And then if you get stung by a bee, you get a payment for getting stung by bees when you're shaking trees and stuff. So you get money for getting stung by bees. <laughs> see, I didn't know what insurance was until I was about... There you go. You see, Millie knows what insurance is now. She yeah, knows what that good. means. Yeah, I didn't know that. There you go, you see. Uh, but yes, I agree. I think, you know, I'd rather Millie play games than watch Hannah Montana on the telly, if I'm being really yeah. honest. What about Hannah Montana games? 
she has one of those and she's actually finished it. She came to me the other day and went, I finished my Holly Montana game and now I'm going back to collect all the stuff I've missed. I was like, okay oh, then, yeah. enjoy that. <laughs> it looked terrible, but she enjoyed it. So there you go, what can you say? You know, I thought it was terrible, but she enjoyed it. What do you think, Ginny? You think kids should play games from an early age? Yeah, I did and I'm fine. So fuck up. <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, that's perfect. No, that's that's, the way that was perfect. Perfect. I turned on TV. Uh, that was perfect. <laughs> uh, okay, next one from Susan. This one's from Susan, new member on the site. Uh, and she says, why more women uh, don't love gaming? Because it baffles the hell out of me. So that's her question. Why do more women not love gaming? Because it baffles the hell out of her. So there you go. Why do, why do more women not love gaming? Because time. guys are assholes to them when they do. Yeah. Yeah. And besides, a lot of women do play games. Isn't something like forty percent of the game market women? Indeed, I we it settled is. This. Indeed, indeed. Fallacious now, question. Moving on. In, I was just going to say, intre- well, we've got to do the three minutes because I was. Oh, I'm saying we could talk about something else for the next two minutes. Well, I was going to say, seconds. interestingly, uh, part of my job, one of the things I do, I'm a, I'm a DSE assessor, which uh, is dis- dis- display no. speeding. So I assess yeah, people. Two minutes and forty-five seconds about what DSE is. Workstations. Uh, and on my travels, just work- workstations. Listen, just goddamn listen, will you? On my <laughs> On my travels, I'm an American. On my travels of, as a workstation assessor, I have come across six women now who play games. Because one of the questions is, do you have a gaming console at home? Uh, and I'm even though I know loads of women play games, I'm still always a little bit shocked, <laughs> which is weird. A lot of times they don't brag about it. No, what's been weird, right? I've had some women, and I go and I ask the question, I go, do you have a gaming console at home? And they'll go yes you know like a bit embarrassed about admitting it right oh, yeah there's still that stigma there is and even with women they don't like admitting that they play Especially games because right? a lot of times they probably expect that that's opening the floodgates because they're gonna have a hundred nerdy sweaty dudes yeah. circling around them eh, do you have your gamer tag you ever play wow <laughs> oh no should i not have done that then the oh, thing i'm is, just saying <laughs> be careful the thing is right um like I think women do play games, but they just keep it quiet. Quiet, yeah, they do. They, they, they don't know. tell as many people because of exactly what Duke said. Like there's this stigma, and like, when guys find out, they, you know, they don't just announce it to everybody. Like if they yeah. know somebody, they'll tell them. But then on the flip side of that, I did assess another person who um, uh, does Facebook for twenty hours plus a week. Spends oh. twenty hours plus a week on Facebook. Well, yeah. That's a hell. I spend twenty hours plus a week on Reddit. Do you? Probably. Seriously. Well, there's a lot of stuff on Reddit. It's not like Facebook where you're nothing better to do with your time, like play games or something. (laughs) Of course, I got better things to do with my time. That's not the point. (laughs) Three hours. Well, maybe not three hours a day. Maybe I spend seven hours a week on Reddit. That's a still hours is a lot, isn't it? Yeah, twenty hours. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think there are more women like you say out there who do, and more females. Yeah, I guess you're right. Who cares? Uh, but they just don't admit to it. And well, interesting. A couple of them were like, "Yeah, I play games." You know, they were quite open. And 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 this even this morning, I was at one of the sites, and one of them came up to me and went, "Oh, playing Borderlands at the weekend with my husband. It's great that game, isn't it?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's a great game, that." So there you go. So well, not to finish it, Stu. I know. Well, I've I've finished it sort of nearly a few times with other people, but never finished my own game. You bastard! I know. Sorry, oh. sorry. Um, and we've had a tweet, by the way. Just just mentioned this uh, in connection with a competition. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Yeah, Stalker has just tweeted. I wish I could draw. Look, you don't have to be able to draw. If you look at some of the entries, you don't have to be able to draw. Trust me. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, just sort of enter. Tell me some. Okay, this next one's from Jake Brapp, who uh, has has been very busy, it has to be said, sending his entries for the competition and coming on the site and all that sort of stuff. And he said this, How do you feel about the psychology video game designers using their games to keep us playing? Uh, Portal 2 is a prime example. The addiction to completing a puzzle is almost like a virtual rat pressing a button and receiving food experiment. Also, grinding through levels in MMOs and RPGs being engineered to be addictive. So what do you think about addictive games and mechanics? I love them. They, I'm addicted to them. <laughs> Heroin's great, man. What's wrong with heroin? <laughs> it feels really, really good. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can think of nothing more addictive than heroin. Have you ever, cigarettes, I, I suppose. Have you ever tried heroin? I've never tried heroin because I know how addictive it is. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me correct myself. I know how addicting it is. Ah, take that, uh-huh. Skullduggar. In your face. That is unless you keep Richards. And it's just snort it instead of shooting it up by mistake because you thought it was cocaine. Well, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, but no, that's not a good idea. No, nope. not recommended. Not recommended. Uh, but yeah, so what? What do you think about the psychology of video game designers using? Adi- I mean, if if they didn't do that, what would keep us playing then? So if they didn't well, exactly, have- and it's no different from movies starting off with something exciting, or when Shakespeare started off with the witches in Macbeth, or the but fight scene in Romeo and Juliet. You wouldn't class that as being addictive, though, would you? You would just be looking forward sure to the mystery of the story, though, wouldn't you? That's different. And I think that's, that is different with, with games with good stories. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, again, I've, I'm in, I think I've established myself as firmly in the corner of liking story in games. But since I don't have a lot of high hopes that there are going to be people who do a lot of good story in games, I'll take addictive gameplay. Because I'd rather have addictive gameplay than stupid, like, carry this box and try to guess where you're supposed to go. Let, let, me, let me ask you this question, right? When you were playing Portal 2, yeah. what, kept, what kept you playing that game? Was it the puzzle element or was it the story element? Because it has a strong one of both, both of those. It was both of those, just like in Ico. Yeah, so you wanted like to find Mist. out. So yeah. if, if they took away the story and just had the puzzles, would you still have been as compelled to play it through? probably not as compelled but i would still be very compelled because the gameplay was fun it wasn't just like i've got to finish this i mean like angry birds is addictive in a way that's not all that creative i think because it's just you know oh i can do this i can do this i can do this but with portal it's like oh cool this is green or the the blue stuff now what does that do and then it's like yeah and you're bouncing over here and then the white stuff and I don't know. I think there's that exploration thing that's really fun. I think a better example is something like Tetris, isn't it? Because what, what makes someone play Tetris? Because eventually you're going to fail. You, you cannot yeah, but again, Tetris. it's that same thing. I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Hmm? It is addictive. You know, and that's what Tetris is. And, and like Zuma. Zuma's another game like that where you can just Zuma. keep going and going and going and going and and I, I think as well adding in trophies and, and Microsoft, uh, you know, gamer points, should I say, has has changed that as well because people are addicted to now getting those, aren't they? Change as well. the game, son. Change the game because you're going to collect shit for no reason apart from some virtual points or a trophy. That doesn't mean Don't anything. Get on your soapbox, you boy. Done it. <laughs> Although, having said that, I've got to say, Earth Defense Force, I think, has got some good trophies or achievements in it because it's sort of more cumulative kills and stuff like that, which I like. I like those. I like those sorts. So, are you aiming for something? This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. There you go. That was good timing. Okay, final one tonight uh, from Daniel Fletcher. 
Uh, and he says this, uh, given that none of you really ever buy special editions, what sort of stuff would convince you to put the money down on a game? So what would make you buy a special edition? Chinny had a good idea for New Vegas. If they gave you an actual poker set with chips and a, car- de- a, car- a deck of cards and everything, that would have been perfect. I totally would have bought that. They gave it with the poker they- chips, though, didn't they? They were like yeah. eight no, poker- they gave you like two poker chips. Yeah. I'm talking about a set. They gave it like a set of poker chips and playing cards. I would have been in. They would have had yeah, one. Like, and they could have had a number of different special editions. One from Gamora, one from the Lucky 38 or whatever it is, one from the Tops. And instead, I didn't buy that game. So they could have sold more of those. Yeah. And here's the thing. It should be something you can use in your daily life. Like if they put a tie in with, you know, Assassin's Creed, I don't know why you would include a necktie with that game, but I would totally be all over that because I could use the necktie, you know, to wear to, to school. Actually, you know what? They probably could get some people. There are people who have to go to office jobs. They have to wear a tie. How awesome would it be to have like a Gears of War tie or something? Yeah, novelty ties are terrible. No, it shouldn't be a novelty tie. It well, that's like a-, a novelty tie. What is it if it's not a novelty tie? You've got Fine, Assassin's but, Creed but on your tie. Okay, okay, well, then you're classifying all ties that are unique and interesting as novelty <laughs> ties in the same way that a tie, tie that lights up and plays jingle bells is a novelty tie. Yep. That there was, are some cool was, ties out there. <laughs> I got so, a tie with Towelie from South Park so on it. Tell me the, that's not a cool tie. Yeah, anyway. Don't forget to bring a towel. So the bottom of the bottom of the tie would that like be in the shape of like the Assassin's Creed dagger thing? Then would it? Dude, you have no look up where you tie the knot. You have Ezio jumping off a building, and down oh below you have God. like some dude talking, <laughs> and it's just white in between them. That would be so awesome. Have you got one of those? <laughs> no, but I should make one right now. I can make a million dollars. You What's wouldn't even have idea? to put Assassin's Creed on it. What was the just idea? Draw somebody who kind of looks like Ezio. <laughs> what was the idea? The idea is that it's on, a, it's on a tie, and up at the top where you tie the knot, you have Ezio jumping out with the blades coming out of his wrists, and then at the bottom, it's just blank between the top and the bottom, and at the bottom, you have you know some governor, Medici guy, giving a talk or something, and he doesn't realize that Ezio is about to pounce on him. Wow. That would be the most awesome tie ever. It does sound kind of cool, but I still... All right, then. Why don't you quit making fun? Because <laughs> hate... have to be able to think because, about it. Because, right? Now, you're going to hate me for this, right? But you know the reason I don't like novelty ties? Because most of them are stupid. No, because I had, a, I had a physics teacher at school who was an absolute arsehole, and he always wore novelty ties. Hey, I hear you. But that's... <laughs> you can't hate the game. You can't hate the game. You hate the player, man. Something like that. I don't know which one it is. Well, I connected novelty <laughs> ties with being an ass. <laughs> I understand, but that's a Pavlovian response, and you're not a dog. You're a human, so it's time to evolve your thinking. Ten <laughs> seconds. What else well. should they put in? What else should they put in these uh, games? The driver game. Have you seen the driver game? The the special edition of that has got a radio control. Oh, would you stop with the radio control cards? <laughs> stupid, and only children play with them. This conversation. It's like Black Ops. Uh, Same thing with Black Ops. Nobody cares. Stupid, okay. Stupid, okay. Stupid. Okay. Before we before we move on, because obviously we didn't really say very many. But if if what about the game Journey? What would be a good, cool special edition of <laughs> Journey's Journey? Greatest Hits? Of course. Oh shit! What would be good? If they, the the way they could sell me Journey, right? <laughs> they give you another not that better is, game in the game. box. I was going to say that if they gave me if it this game, right? If they, they gave me GTA Five. If they gave me GTA 5 with a copy of Journey, <laughs> I would be all, okay, over. all over it. All right, all right, dude. What about The Last Guardian? What could they give away with that? A dragon. Uh, what? A dragon. 
<laughs> put an actual dragon in the thing. Well, the, the cat, dog, dragon thing, that's in it. Right. Um, I don't know, yeah, but I wouldn't want, like, a plush version of that. No, a yeah, real you can't do anything with it. A real one, yeah. A real one um, that gets emotionally oh, no. attached to you, then it dies at the end. That's the thing, is that, if you know, if you're going to do it, you should have it tie into the game somehow, but there's usually no way to tie it in. Like with Ico, if they gave you a little helmet with the horns on it, that would be awesome. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you, are you going to buy the special edition of Gears of War 3? Because that's got something special in there that you would definitely like. We've already asked him this, and he said yes. Is he, are you definitely buying that? Me? Yeah. What are you talking about? What's in it? Oh. When did you ask me this? Have you forgot Who are you people? What's going on? Why am I wearing uh, this headset? Uh, Duke, who's your special, special friend? Gears of War 3. Oh, that's right. Tom Bissell. Tom oh, Bissell's writing the book. The I'm mad at Tom Bissell right now. Don't get me started on Tom Bissell. I was saving it for the shout-outs. <laughs> that scumbag. <laughs> oh, no. It's oh, gone off it. No, of it I can probably read that somewhere else. I don't need to buy a special edition of a game I'm not that interested in just to get a little piece of writing from you Tom Bissell. You'll buy it. <laughs> There's cracks are opening in the relationship. It's, yeah. it's going saying, down. Though, he opened the cracks. I didn't open nothing. Yeah, do you think he's sold out a bit then, do you? Think, so, no, I think he thinks he's better than me is what he thinks. Ooh. <laughs> You sell out as soon as you publish your first book. I get to say that because I've never published a book. As soon as I publish a book, I'm like, I'm you got to sell out. You got to go. <laughs> the greatest hits on Japanese-made games. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is a wise right. Why it's right. So why there you go. It's the greatest game ever. Hey, think, it's what Joystick wanted me to write. I think we need why to. Why gay be- people are evil, boy? <laughs> Eric I think that anyway. I'm not gonna sell out by saying that. You've got a gay. That's family life. Why I... I had a friend who was like, this is nothing to do with it, but it's about religion, okay. sort of. So it's like, she's like, oh, I'm training for a marathon, but I had this rib injury recently. And I was like, yeah, imagine how Adam felt. No. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good. Whatever. Good. Uh, yeah. Isn't it playing? I don't know. <laughs> you got a tumbleweed side effect. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you had the laugh effect there. But you know there are tumbleweeds in Fallout New Vegas. They should have had a special edition where you get a free tumbleweed. Yeah, maybe that's a tumbleweed. Or tumbleweed, Lisa? No, thanks. I'm still finishing my fifth. Of... Okay, are you ready? Hang uh, on, my emails. Tree. We have got emails. Have you got the the trailer emails thing? What emails? Emails. You know, we have emails. What are you talking about? Emails. I'll just do it then. Oh, That ruled. Okay, now I have to say, before I read this first one, there are lots of innuendos in this email, uh, which obviously appeals to me greatly. Uh, so here we go. Are you ready for this? This is from uh, Cubic808. Are you ready? Here we go. Uh, hi, guys. Happy podcasting tonight. Have fun. Uh, just a quick question. Pink or brown? Oh, you're not reading this one out. I am. Before Duke jumps in with his hooter, I'm talking donut frosting. Which no, do you prefer? Not. And who would what? you most like to share your donut with? Look, I'm just reading the email. I'm reading no, the wait, email. wait, it gets worse. I love pink, but do not like sharing. Although I would, I would happily eat Kelly Brooks pink while she munches on my brown ring. Keep keeping it real. Keep it going. Honestly, I had this email and I read it and I was like, we're not reading this out. 
Oh, then you realize that Stuart was going to be rolling around on the floor, unable to continue with the show because he was so awestruck by the clever double entendres in it. It's like, I think this was a Jonathan Swift reference. Is this a quote from Shakespeare? <laughs> so we see you prefer pink or brown icy. Moving on, know. next email. Oh, come on, I'm not Don't six years old. I think we're going to dignify that bullshit with sorry, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Uh, and we have got one. Cubic, you should Thanks really for writing in, one. but come on, man. You, sh- you should have a drink with Stu, because you two would get Yeah, off. thanks, Cubic, man. I like your email. It was funny. I ain't trying I to play my games I, with no deal. I, no. Look, you can't beat a good double entendre. Uh, that's a ten, year, ten years ago. No, you can't. You know what that was? Not... <laughs> sort of. Ten years ago, very loosely. Chitty ten years ago still wouldn't have laughed at that. Twenty years ago, maybe. <laughs> okay, this one's from Ultraman Odin, and he says this: uh, "Yo, Ultraman Odin here. Uh, last week, Duke gave me a lot of credit for leading the GTA playdate, but it should go to Major Chavez." Uh, shortly after I took over, it was clear I had no idea what the hell I was doing, and the kind major took up the helm. Now that credit is where credit is due. I must say I had a lot of fun, even though none of the VG hosts really played. <laughs> Not even Mr. Rockstar himself. Which yeah, I'm, really. Uh, I assume he's referring to you, Chinny. Yep. Uh, we did a co-op match and played uh, car tag in free roam, but the best part was when uh, when they hit up the airport in helicopters. At one point, Mr. Chavez flew through my helicopter, uh, leaving only the cabin and the propellers on top. I could still fly as long as I didn't actually move. Uh, none of us could fly very well, and when we were circling around up and down, it looked like a ballet of bullets, blades, and death. Uh, so cheers to Chavez, and keep up the good work. Uh, Duke's point man with a point man, Ryan. So there you go. Yay. Thanks again to both of you. There you go. Uh, uh, to, to be fair, I just want to say, I would totally go see that ballet. Would you? Would you totally go and yeah. see that, them going up and down? I, mean, I hate ballet and everybody involved in it, uh, but that would be a great ballet. So there you go. Yes, really uh, that, that was a joke, Chinny. As long I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Duke loves the ballet. I can just see him there, Swan Lake, loving it. Hey, ballet's cool. What do you got against ballet? Oh, God. So you like novelty ties and ballet. Oh, you've really gone down in my... Dude, Chinny, he's not being funny now. He actually <laughs> doesn't like ballet. Yeah, but I, I don't have any respect for Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> All that arty farty flinging their arms about. I don't expect school. him to like. That's it. what you think ballet is, huh? Yeah. Did you have another teacher who was like, "You're gonna watch ballet and hate it"? Uh, you you, got, you went to some school where they just like tortured you all the time, didn't they? Yeah, they used to maybe do plies in gym class. Show me on the doll where they made you watch bad ballet, arabesques, and all that sort of crap. What's wrong with arabesque? Arabesque. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and that's it for email. So it is that time of the show where we need to do some shout outs and get the hell out of here. So, Duke, shout out. You forgot out. to say that each email was great and thanks for writing yeah, in. Yeah, thanks for writing in and keep them coming because yeah. we haven't had any emails for a while. So send us some emails to do. We, we, we want to do it. We'll, we'll answer them in four weeks. We will do. We will do when yeah. we get time. When we get time. Yeah. So there you go. Send us some emails. So, Duke, shout-outs. All that sort My shout-outs. Number one, I'm going to give a shout-out to Tom Bissell, who needs to watch his mouth, because he, he was playing Fear 3, and I wrote to him, and I'm like, dude, okay, um, what am I thinking? Uh, you know, kindred spirits when it comes to looking for good game and story and game and character development. I'll be like, come on, I'm sorry, you know, I, I guess you're not that impressed with the story, huh? And he goes, oh, I'm really liking it. It's a good game. It is a good game. I said that. It was a good game. Yeah, but you didn't say, yeah, but but he has good taste in story. Anyway, (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was like, oh, well, I don't know about that. I was very disappointed. I just love Fear 2 so much that I thought Fear 2 was a big letdown. And he wrote back, I swear to God, this is exactly what he wrote. No, you're wrong. Y-R wrong. Fear 2 sucks with an X. R-O-F-L-L-M-A-O. <laughs> like, dude, Tom, it must have been like his 13-year-old nephew. He comes in, he's like, what are you doing? Get away from my Xbox. No, it was definitely him, you know, dissing you, man. Uh, so he and I are going to fight because he's now, now – it's bad enough that he likes Fear 3. Now he's dissing Fear 2. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of children fiddling with the Xbox, Probably. I have to apologize to everybody on my friends list because we had some friends visiting from East Timor, and they had this very cute son named Fidelis, six years old, very cute. They got a, they got a son. He likes to come over, plays my games. I don't know what he's doing. So I, he's playing. I, he's like, oh, I'll play games. And I'm like, all right, what about Peggle? And he plays Peggle for like five minutes. He's like, I beat the game. I'm like, what? He's like, look. And he beat one level. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> good job. Well done. Awesome. Let's try the next level. He's like, no, I want to play a different game now. I'm like, oh, God. All right. So I'm looking. What do I have? I don't have much for kids. I don't know that he could handle can- Castle Crashers, and I don't want to start dealing with it nah, to begin. Yeah, no, nah, six-year-olds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess you're right. Who cares? Anyway, so he, uh, so I'm like <laughs> indie games. I'm that in conversation as well. <laughs> I know, right? So indie games, indie games are good, and so I load up uh, Motocross. You know, the game where you drive around and you try not to crash into people. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had fun with it for a little while because he's really into cars. So he's like, rah, rah, rah. I beat the game. I'm like. What are you talking about? You can't beat this game. So anyway, he starts mashing buttons at random after he finishes the round, after he dies. And I'm like, what are you doing? And suddenly I realize it's (laughs) there's a button for, like, brag to your friends about how well you did. And I'm like, never touch that. And then he just starts mashing things again. And it's like it comes up with the message ready to go. It's like, send it. And he hits the green button. Like, woo! I'm like, oh, what? So everybody on my friends has got this... Hey, I got a score of 74 on motocross. I bet you can't do better. And apparently a number of people were like, oh, it's on. Let's do it. Come on. You want to fight? Let's have it. Oh, it's on. No, no, no. It's not on. It's really not on. I've got to say, Duke, that is the most complex cover story I've ever heard. Well, you know, I just didn't want to brag about my score. I had to send a message out to everybody. I'm like, sorry, sorry, everybody. I'm sorry for the spam. Right, anyway, the, the funny, yeah, the funny thing about that is, the, the interesting thing about that is... <laughs> Nothing. No, right, is um, you sent me that, and I was like, oh, right, it must be some indie game he's liking. And then I got one a day later from Skullduggery. Yeah, the right, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and then like, people are like, oh, this is the new summer game. <laughs> I mean, it's a good game, so I guess I'm not uh, upset if people like, want to buy hey, it. Cause... Duke likes it, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, anyway... Cheers also to Combat Chinos and Link Stew because we had some good chats on the messages. Um, Big Bad Daddy sent me a Terry Tib soundboard. I had seen it before, but it's a good one. So cheers to him. Uh, talk to me. Um, who else? Jake Higginson and Jonathan Crisp like us on Facebook. So hooray to them. Do you want to be my friend on the Facebook? Do you want to be my, want to be my friend? And also, Jake, um, Jake he, uh, he said he should get something for being the, the 100th like. Uh, so I sent him a Blue Peter badge or a picture of one. There you go. All right. Well, this is just for you. Talk to me. There you go. Um, hang about, look. We're not hang, talking hang about, about just yet. All right? Um, okay. Anyway, other uh, shout-outs. Yeah, new members, Jake 
Brap is sort of a new member. We got this wave of people who were like, oh, I registered 100 years ago, but then I forgot my password. <laughs> yeah. and so I'm a new member. Uh, uh, whatever. It's okay. And Lazarus217 is a new member. So thanks for joining up. And hooray. And yeah. Um, also, everybody who showed up to the Red Dead Redemption play day. Yeah, it was fun. We had Zuryug and Mike Hardman, who's like apparently the best person ever at those games. Um, the Gold Rush and all that. Big Bad Daddy, John Mao 5, Gangu Crimes, Phil Mool 70, uh, Major Chavez, and Bongo. So, yeah, thanks for coming, everybody. And everybody should show up for our next play day, which is going to be... Black Ops! Everybody likes a little Black Ops. So come on by and we'll play some Black Ops. There you go. I like it. I like it. Um, Yes, uh, we did have another email, uh, but I was saving it for a shout-out, really. Uh Uh-oh. And we had an email from someone called Bryn Robinson. Okay? Mm -hmm. And he said this. uh, Dear veteran, 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 veteran gamers, 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 theme song in brackets. Yeah, that's I have been a keen listener of your podcast for almost a year, uh, and it took me through the bad and the good, uh, but I've always been frustrated about not being part of your community, excellent as it is. So, Stu, Duke, and Chinny, uh, the orders, nothing personal. Uh, tell me how I join up. I'm probably just being a twat. There you go. He actually said that. I'm missing a huge join here button uh, on your site. And for future reference, my name uh, is Bryn Robinson. Look it up. It's Welch. And I would love to be known on the forums as Einstein Lover. Uh, thanks, chaps, for the great show. So there you go. So I'm not sure whether he wants you to actually set him up an account with Einstein Lover in it, but I did reply, and I sent him a not link. Not until he sends me an email. Well, I sent him a link to your post for the email, etc., and said, look, yes. send, you know, read this, follow the instructions, and you'll get set up. Now, he hasn't See, appeared, as I know. Well, here's yet. the thing. Here's the thing. Um, on the main website, there's only a little box that says forum. And it may be that we need something more decorative around that box or something to attract the eye bigger, that way. Bigger or something bigger. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it makes sense that people might not be able to find the forums right by from the first page. But once you get to the forums, it, the first thing is registration. If you'd like to join us, start here. So hopefully that's pretty obvious. And then it says right in there how to register. And then it just says the instructions. Send an email to Dufoise, D for Derek. <laughs> Have you, had, you have you had an email from him, from Bryn? Have you had anything? Uh, nope. Uh, well, he's obviously not. Well, look, if you want to be, look, you've got to do it. I'll send you the link. Sort it out. Sort it out. Yeah. Uh, so that's one shout out. Uh, I'd like to shout out Surface Lizard as well, because he, he has agreed uh, to play Portal 2 co-op with me on Wednesday evening. It is all sorted yeah, out. We have got, happen. we've got a look, we've got a mandate sorted. Look, mandate okay. is sorted out, right? So we're going to get a bit of a man love playing Portal 2 and all that. Duke, what are you talking? Uh, do, you fuck, fuck, do you want to put a bet yeah. on? Do you want to put a bet on? Yeah, yeah, let's have a bet on. Look, he's promised I'm, I'm done betting off. with y'all. <laughs> yeah, you keep I'll losing. bet with you, Stu, but it's not money. Let's all right, what are you betting? Else. What are you going to bet with me then? What do you want? Um, what do you want? What do you want? I don't know. What, what do you want? Do? What do you want, young man? What can we do? I don't know. What about if, something if you, to do with Eurogamer or something? What about well, that? If you win. buy your dinner, what about if I buy your dinner at no, Eurogamer? Nah. Well, if you win, 
you buy me dinner, and if I win, you buy me dinner. What about uh, that? That involves money, though. Well, of course it does, but it's dinner. It's not like actual cash money, is it? You Fine. Buy me lunch. Fine. Buy me lunch, and I'll buy you lunch if, it, right. if he doesn't show up. So if he okay. doesn't show up... I buy you lunch. If he does show up, yeah. you buy me lunch. Done. Yeah, he be- well, he, he was also worried that I really was going to come down and kill him in his sleep. So he said he would definitely turn up, so we'll see. We'll see. What time uh, on Wednesday? Uh, 7 o'clock, apparently. 7 o'clock. We've got a date, sorted time and everything. Uh, And, yeah, final shout-out to the England cricket team, of course. Of course, because I haven't mentioned them for a bit, but they are stuffing India at the moment. There were two up in the series. Uh, We've beaten them twice now. Cricket is on. Right. And listen, listen. If they win this series... Listen, listen, listen. If they win this series... England will be officially the number one test side in the world. Number one in the world. Uh, Don't sigh. It's a massive thing, that. Don't be sighing. I'll take your word for that. Don't be bloody sighing. I couldn't couldn't care less. If I told you about a Go championship, somebody who just became the number one Go player in the world, would you care? No, because that's not as big as Ricky, is he? But there are millions of people who like Go. Yeah, but... Yeah, but I don't like it, so... eh. Who I'm just saying, it doesn't interest me in the least. But Look. that's not your last shout-out, Stu. You have another one. I do? What, what? Hey, wait, I thought we were already ninjas. It takes more than a headband and some flashy ninja moves and a name tag that says, Hello, I am a ninja to become a ninja, Naruto. No, it doesn't. That's exactly what it takes. <laughs> Chidi, did you do the voice for that? No. <laughs> that is David Bowie on Naruto or whatever the hell it is. Not actually David Bowie. That's meant. Well, he's meant to be. It's an imp- an impression of David Bowie, yes. which sounds exactly like Chinny doing an impression. It does sound a lot like Chinny's Bowie. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the longest. That We're is, not time for your two-hour version of David Bowie, dude. That is. Uh, no. <laughs> that was off GH Rocker. So thank you. Hey Duke. Yes, thanks to GH Rocker. Did you get that clip I sent you? Can you play that one? It's there. Uh, the clip that you sent me. Hang on, I'm looking probably somewhere. Hold on. Another clip? <laughs> That's great. I love this clip. Hi, I'm Katie Grimm, and these are carpets. Come down now to Carpet Madness. It's Carpet Madness. Carpet Madness now. Carpet. It's Madness. Madness now. Sales starts Friday. That was a clip really from. Uh, that's that's a clip from absolutely fabulous. Uh, oh, uh, Jane Horrock plays uh, Katie Grin, who's a TV personality, one of those TV. And it, at the very end, there, it's, uh, sale starts Friday. He's a picture of Katie Grin's face, but her mouth has been morphed out, and it's Jana Lumley's mouth. And he says, uh, "Sale starts Friday." So that's what he's got. To <laughs> yeah. uh, excellent. I, I love that. Uh, shout out, Shinny, from you. Who? You well, that was shout. one. Absolutely. All right. Fabulous. Okay. We like uh, that. Also, uh, a shout out to the gamer tag, a 52 ounce steak. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. I don't know who this there person is. Better be a story is. behind this. Oh I don't know. I don't know who this person is. All right. So, if somebody wants to send this person a message over Xbox Live, you, you're more than welcome to tell him that you got a shout out on a podcast. His name is a 52 ounce steak. Uh, the words are separated. I think, or well, there could be all one. I don't know. So Excellent. <laughs> and he was playing Formula One uh, at the same time my friend Matt was when I was watching him. And I just looked at his game talk and read it out, and we both just pissed ourselves at it and thought it was very funny. Oh, and I thought, I, I, I should write that down. 
because that's a that's a great guarantee. So somebody send that guy a message and tell him that he's uh he's Well you a, could do that if you like. No I won't. Because I'm lazy. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so someone yeah, out there has done a message on behalf of Chinny. <laughs> yeah, someone to that. And also shout out to the people who have uh, been submitting some drawings. Yeah. Uh, I've put them on the Veteran Gamers Facebook page now. Uh, Jake perhaps done a couple. Uh, one he did on paint, which is very good. Um, unfortunately, it is. Uh, a lot like, apart from one of them, yours, Stu, he talks, he, he does an Assassin's Creed reference, but the other two is GTA for me and Heavy Rain for Duke, which is, try and veer away from my examples, people. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but it's still very good, though. I don't want to take away from that. It is very good. And he's done another one that's really good as well. I really like the style of that one. Um, Hans V, I don't know, he's someone called Hans. He sent one in. Uh, John Mayer has done one. Uh, Matt's done one so there's a, there's a few up there have a go have a look on the Facebook and keep sending them in different ideas people we want some different ideas paint we need some more paint ones uh, some real drawing ones anything doesn't matter if you can draw or can't draw send them in people and that's it there you go uh, well on that note we do need to get the hell out of here so see you later peace out I tell you, I'm going to buy that game if it comes with a Journey soundtrack. I'm going to buy a game even if it doesn't. I want if, if they gave you a swift kick in the nuts, you'd still buy that game. I, I don't know why they do that. That's a really bad promotion. <laughs> buy Journey and get a swift kick in the nuts. I guess over in the UK, they have to say a swift kick in the bollocks. That would be a special, special edition. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be some weird people who'd be like, I'm, can I pay for it and like not get the game? What, Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> no, that's not Beavis and Butthead. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, can I, like, get it without the game? <laughs> I just want you to, like, kick me in the nads. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> kick me, too. <laughs> yeah. Fire. Harder. Fire. Yeah. Cool. Are you threatening me? Why Something less boring instead.